those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got That was Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. This is the New Flesh Podcast. My name is Brett Arnold, at Brett Redacted on Twitter. What up, ladies and gentlemen? The J-Man is back. <laughs> Wait, I was in the last episode. You were in the last I episode? I left and came back. But it seems like we haven't spoken It has forever. been a while. Uh, Joe Avella, at Joe Avella on Twitter. Thank you for listening to the New Flesh, a horror movie podcast about horror movie. Movies. Movie. Uh, Just one. One movie. We one, only movie. one movie. And all things tangentially related Relate to, to that to that movie. Hey guys, maybe we got some new listeners. Shout out to uh, Troma and Lloyd Kaufman and John and that great interview. Team Troma, you're great. Thanks, Thanks guys for the social media love. Total blast. Um, could you do us a favor and take two seconds to rate and review the podcast? They don't want to read a review. Then just write, just give it like the stars, preferably four, and then just your review could be like, I don't feel like reviewing it. Or like write the word excellent. Yeah, just one word. One word. How about? The one word re- best one word review wins a shirt. Best one word review wins a shirt. Go give us a, a one word review on iTunes. Is that where? Yeah. yeah. That's what we want. Go also, get Stitcher. Go get Go that. on Stitcher no, and do it. Oh, Stitcher's bullshit. We have one review on Stitcher and it's a good one. Okay, fine. <laughs> I changed my mind. I like Stitcher. Stitcher's a, Stitcher's a great app. I use it. Do you use it? No, get the get the get the Thesaurus app, app out. Find the most creative word you can figure you can decide to describe this podcast. And uh, review it. We'll give you two weeks. Best word gets a shirt. No, I, I haven't st- sent that shirt yet. I'm sorry. Lee, get off my dick. I don't have a shirt. I was in I Chicago. I just got back. I literally like threw the microphone down at the Lloyd Kaufman interview. and was just like, I got to go. I got on a plane, went to Chicago, did a ton of shit. And I got in today a couple hours ago, flew into LaGuardia Airport, the worst airport in the world. And yes, I'm including... Uh, third world countries. Wow, not a <laughs> fan no, of the airport. I have no idea. The LaGuardia <laughs> sucks. Um, so I'm burned out, but I want to get this pod. To you guys want to talk to Brett about my week? It's true. Horror movies, and we're gonna talk about the Blair Witch. It just dropped. It dropped on Thursday. It's Sundays. We're saying this. Don't say anything. What the, the new Blair Witch? How you feel about it? Oh, yet? it came out. A week. It's a, we're already a week behind. Are we? Yeah. Because it came oh, out. It came out Thursday yeah, week. last you week. Gone? Oh my god! We had the Kaufman in the in the in the can. Holy shit! Time. It, I'm, I've become what is unstu- time? I've become unstuck in time. <laughs> Just like that book. Uh, unstuck in time. Not Salinger. The other one that everyone thinks is great and isn't that. Catcher in the Rye. Catch twenty two. No, not the book that. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, he's fine. Kurt Vonnegut. You never read Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Finn. No. I don't remember anything about it, but Unstuck in Time was in that. That's cool. That was real Cat's Cradle. Did you read I that? Probably, I probably pretended to read Kurt Vonnegut at some point. Oh, yeah, of but course. I, but I this is Book Talk. I think I still have it. I'll give you my copy. Book Talk. Uh, can Book Talk be a recurring segment? I've never read a book, so I don't know if it could. Unbelievable. Uh, we can talk about books eventually, or at, at some point in this pod again, or <laughs> other pods. Uh, we no, we really, Joe and I haven't spoken since the moment we set the mics down at the, that is, we at said, the Lloyd Kaufman interview. We walked out and Joe I, had to make a phone call. I had to go to dinner. It was my birthday that day. That I was already running a little late. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were like trying to get me to stay, but you were on the phone with your nephew or something. My brother, because it's my nephew's your birthday. Your brother. It was a whole thing. My phone had 1% battery, and I was trying to call an Uber. I was very stressed out. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> talk about the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch 2. Book of Shadows. And then the which new Blair Witch. We'll talk oh, about like Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch 2, Book of we're Shadows. We're talking all the Blair Witch content all that, that exists. That we, There's that also a PC game, but I'm not, I didn't play it. I, I it sounded I fucked up PC. though. I think you have to play as the what Rustin Parr. What was his name? Well, yeah, to kill kids. Yeah, 
Wow, really? I swear, that's what I read. That's a pretty good idea for a game. Kill kids? Yeah. Wow. I'm in. Uh, before that, we're going to do a little What Did We Watch? I watched so much shit. I watched one thing. <laughs> and before that, we're going to do... Oh, I don't even think I have any bits and pieces. I have a bit and piece announcements. What? Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Okay, then I won't announce it. Fucking <laughs> no, please, forget it. Please do. And then also, before that, we're going to catch up. So what did you do for the birthday dinner? I went to eat food. And what'd you do? What, what, with Nothing. Your we went to no. I went with Haley. We went to uh, what was it called? Ooh, I don't know the Red name. Lobster. Saint Ansler or something. It was some really fancy. And you know, she listens to this and she's like, "You don't remember the restaurant I took you for your birthday? You fucking asshole." <laughs> I picked it, so it's okay. <laughs> it's you even, don't know the name. It's Jeez. even worse. Stop I smoking. think it's Saint. Stop smoking. I think it's Saint Ansler or something. It's a hip name. It's right next to the Knitting Factory. Was it good? It was excellent. Great. Best steak I've had in the in this city. Whoa. It was amazing, and it wasn't that expensive. Nice. Oh, and we also got like we split like a steak and a full chicken, and the chicken comes with its head on. It's like cooked with its like head on. That's pretty cool. It's fucked up. Do you think when they cook it, they just cook it from the neck down? Oh no, the head was burnt. Oh no, that's pretty fucked up. They had like a whole apparatus. <laughs> the head's like alive. They just ah! deep fry it down to its neck, <laughs> and then the head's still got like it's feathers, feathers on it, like cross-eyed. <laughs> Yeah, so it was Why really do do that? it was really primitive dinner, <laughs> but it was good. Uh, and then you watched a ton of shit this week because I, I was watched gone. so many movies because Joe was gone and I was beside myself. Yo, Riot Fest, I'm back. I dispatched from Riot Fest. If you guys fi- follow me on Instagram, my Instagram story was all Riot Fest shit. Yeah, everyone go check Joe's Instagram story. Um, I mean, I could talk forever about Riot Fest. I could say it was great. It was beautiful to be back in Chicago. It was a beautiful Chicago weekend. Mo and I had a blast. Uh, if I want to talk about horror-related things, yes, I did stay all the way to the end to see the Misfits reunion. And guess what, everybody? If you've been on Twitter lately, the hype is, or the the, uh, the 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 Twitter whatever uh, buzz that, buzz was right. It the Misfits fucking sucked. Oh really? Oh man, they were bad. What? So first of all, if I haven't talked about the pod before. Or if I did, I'm going to tell it again. You've talked about you've I talked saw a lot headline. about the Misfits. I, talk, I saw Danzig headline two years ago, right, or three years ago, and it was great because he had like his band, which is actually talented musicians. Right. They had a whole set dedicated to Misfits songs, and the place yeah, went fucking place wild. Went nuts. And it was yeah. awesome. So this year, everyone's like, the Misfits got back together. Yeah, I did talk about the whole Twitter war talk, I had with the. You talked about how the band sucks. Or like, like who cares if he's playing with the band, original band yeah. members? Because it's you know all what? basic shit. We should shit. care because it turns out those other two guys actually from the Misfits actually wrote those songs, still don't know how to play them. It's been, it's been <laughs> since 1986 or 1984 they broke up. Well, they didn't think to fucking learn those songs. Are you sure the Chicago Reader seems to love it? No, read Greg Cott's review. From oh, that, Greg from, Cott, my boy. From uh, the Trib or for the Sometimes, I forget. He was the right. Turkey Shot? Is yeah, that that? Turkey Shoot. Turkey uh, he, shoot. Was like, he was like, yeah, this isn't special at all. They sounded like shit. They were out of tune the whole time. Several songs, they kind of were like out of sync. Out of sync. Something you'd see like at a, at a fucking high school band playing like a Misfits talent show. Yeah, and then the chorus, they kind of lock back in because they're like, oh, whoops, it's here instead of where I thought it was. Dave Lombardo did everything in his powers to play what I'm sure is a snail's pace to him. He's an ex-drummer uh, of Slayer and of, uh, I think, Infectious Grooves or Suicidal Tendencies. I forget. And then Danzig, who, by the way, is 60, was out of breath the whole thing. He could barely <laughs> sing it. And in between songs, he's like... <sighs> I got something to say. No, no, no. He'd, 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 he'd make the song and he'd be like, <laughs> Right fast. <laughs> you guys aren't tired yet, are you? And we're like, No, you are. <laughs> are you okay? We're sitting around and he'd be like, Hey, G- that's Jerry only over there. Me and Jerry, we've had quite, we've had quite a, quite a long road to get here. Right, Jerry? 
so many crazy things happen. And I and it's kind of quiet. And I yell, yeah, you sued him. <laughs> like, so go, you were that guy. We've had we've had a lot of ups and downs. I'm like, wait, you mean that time you sued him for copyright infringement? <laughs> Man, me and this guy, we go way back. We go way back to Jersey. Is that before you sued him? Jersey it's, court? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's this isn't special. So it sounded like... It, I so mean, you were just trolling them. I left in the middle of it. I was like, maybe this, be, maybe this would be amazing. It wasn't. It was... They said, I've heard, I've heard, I've seen punk bands play those songs way better. Mm. I mean, it was really embarrassing. Um, but besides Ooh, that, I mean, it was good to go to be like, yes, this was a train wreck I thought it was going to be. Other than that, though, saw so much dynamite stuff. Highlights include Mr. Andrew WK. Mwah, I love you. My forever. friend had a picture on Facebook. You ran into him. And He's was the best. So jealous. He's the best. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, blah, blah, blah. The Bronx were great. Falcon was great. Vandals were great. Oh, uh, Morrissey was insane and awesome. And perfect, and and as Morrissey as Morrissey could be. So if you didn't also see on Twitter, uh, they one of Morrissey's contract stipulations was he played he headlined Saturday night. Yes, and yes, eight he, to ten p.m. So eight to ten p.m. They could not serve meat at the festival out of respect for Morrissey. I actually have a Facebook post from a friend who is a vendor who like travels from city so to city just know vending. This. People didn't know this. They weren't briefed apparently. Oh, I'm sure they weren't. Yeah. Because Morrissey's a fucking asshole. Yeah. But what? But Morrissey, so I think he had to start at like, let's say 8.45. 8.45 comes around, and they start showing videos like on the back, like the backdrop of the stage, right? Okay. And it's just like, you know, he showed like a Lou Reed video. He showed like some classic rock videos. He showed like a Sylvia Plath reading one of her poems or whatever. And it's just a lot of people were like, what the fuck? And they thought that... Um, Maybe Riot Fest was stalling because he was late. Because everyone's right. like, this guy's famous for not showing up. They thought up. he wasn't going to be there. So nobody knew that he was there. And yeah. it is true. I found out later that he did, in fact, sit in his limo and wait 30 minutes and then come out. But he opens all the shows like that. That's how he opens the shows. What a guy. He just lets them play like a New York Dolls video, like a bunch of videos he thinks are cool or important. But anyway, he finally comes out and the audience is all pissed off. You know, he's got his shirt kind of halfway open. He's got a big cross necklace. <laughs> he picks up the mic and he's just like... Hello, Chicago. The pleasure is all mine, of course. And then they go right into suede head, and I'm like, "This is fucking perfect." And he had like a really long like mic cord, and he's like, he's like whipping it behind him in front, like almost like 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 a like a guy like who'd have like a like Indiana Jones kind of like doing that. And he's just like holding his chest, like I'm so sorry, you know, and like like stepping. He basically, my my buddy Chris Martin called him New Wave Wayne Newton. And he absolutely <laughs> is because he has like clearly rehearsed moves where he steps forward and he's like, you know, holding his chest like he's so pained to say. I've heard since. this tour is his best in a very long time because he's probably going to die. I'm like, <laughs> no, he, he had a cancer scare two years ago. He had to cancel his tour because of it. I would not be surprised if he dies within the year. Wow. But Joe's death pool. I will everyone say tweeted him if I paid to go because I also left in the middle of it as well. You are the worst because after all the, the, the pop circumstance of the audience being mad and everyone on Twitter being like, well, I hate him. Let's kill him and death the Morrissey. And once he came out and just did his shocking, like, you know, being so into himself and much like Wayne, you could tell like every move was like calculated and stepping He's forward. He's like a lounge act or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, it really yeah. is like, I mean, but he, again, my friend Chris, he said this and it's so true. He's like, am I meant to be surprised that a guy who's famous for being an asshole acted like an asshole? It's like, well, yeah. of course he did. You know, but after like three or four songs, it kind of sunk in. I'm like, nah, solo stuff's boring. And he, he, he I'm plays, sure he plays tons of the 
Smith stuff. No, right? none. Really? He did none. The only reason I wanted to stay is like, well, I'm like, I bet he closed to some Smith stuff. So I woke up the next day and checked he Twitter. Play Smith stuff? And sure enough, they said no Smith stuffs. I did know that. He occasionally will sing a Smith song and it's like a big deal. Dude, he hates all that shit. Read his book, his autobiography. Like 25% of it is him complaining about the court case where he lost the rights to the Smiths uh, catalog or he has to now split it with the three other uh, three other guys. Wow. Because according to him, they abandoned him and he had to like, and he wrote all the songs and they abandoned him when they broke up without telling him and he had to fulfill his contractual obligation with, with Rough Trade and uh, blah, 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 blah. And then when it started making money, those guys came out of the woodwork and sued him and he lost, even though according to him, the contracts say all the music belongs to him. It's wow. insane. So, I, I don't even know if that's true, but if anyone read his autobiography, it's like a good portion of it. It's like almost like, uh, like kind of like, yo dude, okay, we get it. It's like you go through, it's like, holy shit, he will not shut up about this thing. Wow. Anyway, he was as Morrissey-esque as I thought he would be. I don't know if I would paid to go see just him. I would have been kind of annoyed, but just to get, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes of him and be like, yep, see, he's as, as ridiculous as I thought, and he's not going to play Smith songs I left. Wow. What happened with Suede Head, which is like the one of his first solo hits. It's not his yeah. first record. Yeah. Even that, I mean, that was the most, that was the oldest thing he played by a long shot. I think, what is that? Who's knocking at your at your brick wall? Oh, okay. I thought it wasn't a door. Um, no, it wasn't a door. Sorry. So uh, the point is, is that like I got that I know of his most recent albums, and live was off cares? of that shit, and I was like, yeah, I'm not into this. Yeah, so Morrissey was ridiculous. Late but, period, any mm. artist like that, I feel like who cares? And I have an announcement to make. Oh, I officially hate the Flaming Lips. Oh no, I will not listen to them again. Oh no, and I will never go to a concert again. Oh no, I like them live. I've seen. Oh yeah, them. I want to tell you something. I think it's gonna get you really upset. So you know in these festivals they have two stages next to each other and bands kind of trade off like the second one's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one and they start right over. Yeah. So Ween was there? Oh, yeah. Ween was awesome. Ween was Ween's fucking Ween. sweet. They had a bit of a mellower, like kind of like, not slower set, but kind of like chiller song, especially towards the end. Yeah. The Flaming Lips tuned their instruments during their set. Oof. Not like, I think I hear, like, so loud, You, see, I saw Gene and Dean look over to kind of be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. I'm not kidding. And it, Oh, and another thing. Wow. So normally I maybe forgive us and be like, Joe oh. Joe is mad. So Wayne Coyne comes out, and Wayne's famous, right? Yeah. He's in the stage. Everyone, hanging out with so everyone starts like recently. cheering and pointing at him, like, "Oh, there he is!" And then Wayne pulls out, you know, those tubes that shoots the confetti and stuff. He started shooting him into the audience, is waiting for him during Wayne's set, and it's not like on the other side of the park. No, those stages are like fifty yeah. feet apart. That's mean. Yes, I was sitting there being like, and oh, not only that, but like, it wasn't just me because I was on the flaming lip side watching Wayne, and the second a Wayne song stopped. Everyone on my side, those on the flaming lips side watching Ween, was like, shut the fuck up, guys. Shut, quit fucking tuning your instruments. Like, no one was like, yay, they're doing it. Everyone was like yelling at him. And then the fucking, what's the other guy? The one with the guy almost OD'd in heroin is just sitting at the keyboard like, blam, 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 like, like tuning up that thing, whatever that instrument that plays that. Ooh, I couldn't boy. believe it. I couldn't believe it. I saw three more days of shows after that. Now one group did that to another group. So it wasn't like, oh, what could they do? No other group did that. that Fucking sucks. fuck you, the Flaming Lips. I like their music. Old, old, last I like I'll their say, old. Last thing I'll say also. about uh, Riot Fest. Is whatever. Uh, Death Grips was incredible. They showed up too. Yeah. Wow. See, see Death Grips live. Fucking 
I tried once. They didn't show up. And uh, <laughs> Mo, who likes the band, but then really wasn't familiar with them, like watched them. And she even said like afterwards, she's like, like not only is that band amazing live, but she was like, I'm excited that a band like that exists because it makes her like hopeful for new music. Because wow. not only they sound amazing, but the, but like their stage presence and how they like cut all their songs together and how they play. Like the whole thing was like, is this from the future? Like I've never seen anything like it. it <laughs> is was, this the future? It was just so good. So see Death Grips. Cool. Uh, then the, the rest of the week, I stayed in Arlington Heights. With your folks? With uh, Mo's sister and their family. They have a place in downtown Arlington Heights. Nice. And then they were excellent. Go to some old haunts? No, I almost like refused to. <laughs> and also, the, 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 the downtown Arlington Heights has like, compl- been completely remade. Dude, it's every like, time I go back to Skokie, it's different. It. I don't recognize it it's at all. It's insanely different. But Mo and I worked remotely, and, and that was, co- was kind of nice. You worked remotely? You were cutting videos and stuff? Yeah, they let me cut, thank God, which is very nice of work, because I don't think normally a lot of people do that. But Yeah, now it's nice to be able to do that. That's great. And Get away uh, with that. Not take, not take the whole week off, you know? Kind of, and then we had uh, our wedding shower at uh, yesterday. Nice. Very strange. In Chicago? Yep. Very uh, strange? No, no, no. Is that what you said? It's just a strange thing, because like you have to open... It's like, you know, it's primarily all women. The moment just that I was there and I was Joe happy and I was happy to women. do so. And it was a very nice place, great food. Uh, but like, you know, besides the women of my immediate family and the women of Mo's immediate family, none of these people had really met before. And then there was okay. a lot of Mo's friends who I don't think had met any of her family. So, you know, it's just a whole thing of like, oh, most of these people don't know each other. Yeah. And then we just sat there kind of opening gifts or opening envelopes and everything was generous and great, but I mean you know, I I mean, I would say maybe I think it was maybe like fifty or sixty people were there. Is that sound right? That's that a lot. Oh, maybe that not that many. Let's say I'll say forty people were there, okay. and everyone gave us like a gift. Yeah. So you got to open forty gifts, and then like as everyone watches, and be like, like, and this is from Aunt So and So. Oh, this is so generous. Thank you. And of course it was, but it's like it's like they all came there to watch us open these things and then thank them. Yeah, you're. Yeah. It's just What's a bizarre thing. To it do? sounds like you're doing. You got a Seinfeld bit you're working on there. I mean, at least with like. I can see like the baby showers, like, holy shit, a fucking stroller, like awesome. <laughs> but this was just mostly money towards our our, our, our honeymoon fund and and stuff. So, Where are you going? Do you know? Yeah, Japan. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't tell you that. I don't. I don't know. Going to Japan, baby. About the rail passes yesterday. That's cool. Cannot wait. What are you gonna do in Japan? Bootleg some shit. Oh, you retarded. What the fuck you think I'm gonna do in Japan? Drugs. I'm gonna fucking wild out, dog. <laughs> and eat some crazy food. I'm gonna to Tokyo. I'm gonna go. Let's we'll see what's like to be inside an arcade machine. It's gonna, I can't wait. And yes, I'm gonna get a bunch of bootleg. I'm like, I'm on a mission to find the craziest bootleg T-shirts, nice. crazy fucking bootleg videos. I want all bootleg everything. Joe bought me this awesome T-shirt from the Phantasm Riot Fest. shirt. Cool, right? He bought me a Phantasm shirt. That is what the Phantasm ball hitting JFK. Well, for those of you who are Misfits fans, sorry to turn you off, but they know the. Yeah. The, the the Misfits single Bullet Which is about uh, The JFK assassination It's a picture It's a black and white Grainy picture of JFK Moments before he shot Hanging out the limo And then they added It says Bullet Like in red handwriting And then they added Like the like the, his head Kind of exploding At the back you know right. Like the red, redness of it And then this one They took that image And then added The Phantasm thing In his head And instead of a Bullet It says Phantasm Yeah it's fucking awesome It's really cool right yeah. Oh so I want to give A shout out to the store home. So one thing I love About uh, Riot Fest Is they actually have Really cool vendors And great foods there Oh, and that's the best part of the like, festivals for me. Is the of food like, at this point, but no vendors. I mean, like T-shirts right. and like yeah, merch yeah. and stuff like that. And this one, the, oh, London, eighteen eighty-eight, or London Gallery, eighteen eighty-eight. Holy shit! I'm the worst person in the world. I think it's London, eighteen eighty-eight. Uh, that's what you said before. Is yeah. that what I said? Mm-hmm. Lol. Yeah, London, eighteen uh, I'm going to say that they are a sponsor, even though I don't know about it. But if you want to see some dope horror movie inspired gear? Um, oh wait, we're working on the site. This boat <laughs> site's not up. 
Don't visit their website. It doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe they have like a Pinterest page. I don't know. London 1888. Just I'd... find their shirts at a festival and buy them. Why don't I just search that? Let's Leave them alone. What do you like? Haggle a deal? Do you get a free shirt? What is this? Uh, wait. Let me see if I go to the site. That was a big cartel site. Maybe they ditched a big cartel thing. Yeah. Okay. They have a regular site. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. You got to see some of these enamel pins. They got some really good ones. Joe is a heady hat. Right. Pin look at these. Look at the, look at these. Uh, look oh at, yeah. These are some really good ones. Cool horror pins. Let me find it. Hate your face. There's the uh, the the eyeball goblin from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. But the one that I like the most was a picture. The Wu Tang pizza. No. Here's so here's the uh, here's the one. It's just like the phone it says. Thrill me on it. Isn't nice. that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, London, 1888. They got some cool gear. Check it out. Hey, speaking of gear. Yeah. We got t-shirts. I I still don't have one. Okay. Let's try that again. I'm going to, hey, okay. <clears throat> hey, I'm going to, I'm going to mention the shirts and then act excited about it. Okay. Hey, speaking of, uh, gear, new flesh has t-shirts. Oh yeah. They're the best. <laughs> I, I should have one. I, what we- a, I wear, I wear mine all the time. What a disaster. Okay. To be fair, <laughs> I don't have one either, but I, I do want one really badly. And I keep almost, we don't get it for free, man. almost signing up for screened. Mm-hmm. And then I keep sending me like 15% off coupons. I'm like, Oh cool. And then I keep meaning to use them and then I forget. Yeah, and kind they of they always, that's actually a really clever thing on they their just part. They keep doing it. They'll, they'll be like, Oh, shirts are $26. And then every weekend there's a sale. Right. And there's nice. like half off. So I say they know how to do it. I mean, um, nice. I think it was TJ Maxx does the same thing. No, not TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. One clothing store where they always have like uh, yeah, it's every clothing store. Where like they mark it up and then slash it in half. So think that's like the entire industry, my friend. Uh, anyway, so that was my weekend. That's uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's packed. I'm like exhausted. Cool. So we leave them. I mostly watch movies. Yeah, I'm taking a bath and going to bed. Speaking of which, let's do bits and pieces. Taking a bath. Yeah, it helps me go to sleep. I haven't taken a bath Dude. in years. I wish I could. My gr- I wouldn't want to in my bathtub. It oh, sounds yeah. gross. It's something I discovered the past couple of years. If you ever have like have trouble sleeping or if like anything where you're like, I think I have a hard time going to sleep. Soak yourself bath. in water. Bath. Then fucking you'll be asleep. You guys imagine Joe in a bath. <laughs> my knee sticking out. My big pube bush sticking out. <laughs> Listen to a uh, Velvet Underground record. It's great. Oh, maybe God. listen to Liars maybe some Sonic Youth just fucking see ya <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, bits of pieces no 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 bits of pieces do you have anything nothing uh, bits of pieces announcements okay so okay well I, I'm not jinxing it but I'll, I'll just knock on wood I don't see a problem with what's gonna with this announcement but uh, you know you never know uh, talk with John over there at Troma we hit it off had a little Facebook exchange with him and Troma is interested or going to release on their uh, YouTube page, Wheelchair Werewolf. Oh, this yeah? Halloween. Dude. Yeah, that's fine. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool, right? That's amazing. I'm going to send him the files, and they're just going to... So did you, like, them. send it over to him, and he dug it? How did that happen? He said he watched it, and he said he was actually... I uh, sent it to him, and he was actually like, oh, I want to talk to you about this, actually. So I will send him the stuff, and then they'll get the exclusive to release it this Halloween. Dude. You cool? That's so cool. I'm very happy. It's cool. I think it'd be a Dude, good thing gonna... for them. It's already made. They yeah. Could, they could put it on their YouTube and page. Then you and then you're a part of the trauma, yeah. the trauma universe. You know, if God knows no one's watching on my YouTube page. Maybe we'll do better on theirs. Yeah. And I'm just happy to... Dude, I mean, what if you get a feature out of it? It was somewhat inspired by... That that book that we talked about last week. Yeah. So it's just like I'm, Buddy, if I'm you, happy to give it to him. If you write a feature length screenplay with that, yeah. trauma style, I'm sure you could get it made. I get them. a feeling uh, most trauma movies is really no screenplay. <laughs> well, a treatment. Know, yeah, something. It, oh, oh, ba- oh, basically go. Hey, did you watch that, uh, that web short? series? Like, yeah. Be like, imagine if it were 80 minutes. Yeah, I guess do 80 <laughs> minutes of it. Is there a script? Like, no, I'll just figure it out. Yeah, I'm open for it. My uh, I could easily make a wheelchair with feature for like ten thousand dollars. Let them know. 
I think this is a cool thing. We yeah. it's in our backyard, man. Troma's here. Troma's right in yeah, my neighborhood. I took a cab home from there. Mm-hmm. Four minutes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's great, right? So uh, we, I want to start taking advantage of that. I, I kind of want to yeah. volunteer there and get involved in a way. Yeah, and even say, like if you want to sponsor me, like giveaway stuff, or whatever. Yeah, just kind of get in their mix. Those guys are great. Yeah, Troma is going to become a sponsor of this podcast, whether they pay for it or not. So. Yeah. How just how about John? Real great guy, John Brennan. John Brennan, he was great on the dude. show. Yeah, everyone enjoyed him. Uh, so I'm very, that's the uh, that's the big news. Good shit, man. J-Man. That's amazing. Yeah, and if you haven't seen that. that yet, watch it on his. Hurry Joe's up, because I'm gonna channel. make a private because then I'm gonna give it to them and they're gonna. Re- well, why don't you wait till they release it on Troma? I'll retweet yeah, it. Yeah, don't watch it. We'll give you an announcement. Or just cool. watch it twice. We'll fucking kill you to watch something twice. Yeah. Thank you very I've much. I've seen it. I'll watch it again. So there you go. That's a bit. That's a big bit and piece announcement. That's a big big bit and piece. The only one I have. Is some uh, yes, potentially sad news for some horror fans? Mm. I don't know. Whatever. So Rings, the sequel to The Ring, Mm-mm. was supposed to come out on October twenty eighth, which news. is a month away. Yeah, and it just got pushed back February? until February third. That's where they dump everything. That's like that's like the night before. That's the night of the Oscars, I think. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Rings will not be eligible for the Oscars. Uh, this that's year. just like February's a dumping ground, man. Well, January specifically, but January. Oh, is been, it? I thought well, February was. They the both month. kind of are. I mean, January's become, it still is a dumping ground for a lot of shit that like they don't want to deal with mm. anymore, but mm. also they've been putting like, I've probably mentioned this before, like the, the go America jingoistic, like American sniper, mm-hmm. zero dark 30, uh, 13 hours, the, the Benghazi movie. Like they put those in January now to like offset the, the bad box office. Cause those do well. I think there's also movies that like do better in the winter when no one else. Yeah, has totally. Movie. So anyway, are people more patriotic in the new year? Is that a thing? <laughs> I guess so. No, I don't know what they're going at. Weird. I think they just found a slot that works and they stick to it. Cool. American Sniper like broke a fuck ton of records. Speaking of American Sniper, uh, that's about Chris Kelly, right? Because Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Uh, the two guys, those two Navy SEALs that know him and and and, and served with him that came into BI last year. Oh yeah. And one of them is Jacko Willenick, who has now the incredibly popular Jacko podcast. Yes. Uh, they're coming in again for a Facebook Live interview tomorrow. Nice, love those dudes. Let's like, get I'm on like, the pod. Let's I'm like, talk about horror movies. I'm genuinely excited to see them again because like that, those interviews are like some of the best I've done at BI. Really, fucking, and they're gonna do a Facebook Live, and I know they're just gonna kill it. Cool. Jacko, especially his podcast is. So Why cool. didn't you eat the Cheeto chicken fing fries on Facebook Live? What the fuck's wrong? Someone with you? else got up. I think I could still do it. You should do it. You know, it's actually something interesting. This is kind of not horror related, but. Uh, who cares? Work-related. No one cares about My horror. buddy told me this thing. I didn't know this. I think he was... Oh, I got to text him. I think he said Arby's. He's like, dude, you know should do a video on? The chicken cordon blue at Arby's. And I'm like, I don't even know about it. He goes, yeah, it's, it wasn't on the menu until recently, but he's been ordering it for years. <laughs> Apparently it was on the menu and they just didn't like... Secret menu. Item. Yeah, so I'm going to get... He needs like, it's his favorite sandwich. He gets it every time. Dude, that's a BI that headline in the, in the making. The secret, the secret, the secret. Sa- the sandwich that you didn't know about that exists for years. And it's just like... It's now available yeah. nationwide. Yeah. Oh, look at it. And then... This is a snippet of what our job's actually like. <laughs> this is what we hey, do. Hey, like, start an idea, and then someone throws it the headline back. You're like, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's our job. So you guys are going to see this post on Business Insider in the next week? No, no. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm sorry. So uh, so Rings is in February now. Another one got Another one got far. moved. Paramount, both, which is notable. They did both of these at the same time. What else? So Friday the 13th was slated for January mm. of 2017. Hasn't been shot yet or anything. Now they're moving it, which Bloody Disgusting actually predicted this would happen. They moved it to Friday, October 13th. So they moved it a a whole, they moved it, what, seven months? Is it because that's the next Friday 13th? Yeah, well, it was already on, it was going to be, there's one in January, I guess. But they also moved it to, they just moved it all the way to the next one. 
Was it originally on a Friday the 13th? That's it was to? coming out on the January 13th, so either it went... Yeah, it had to have been. Mm. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I wonder if they had to push it just for a little bit, but they're like, but it has to be a Friday the 13th. Yeah. So push it to the next one. Yeah, and that you movie is going to be directed allegedly by Breck Eisner, who did uh, the Crazies remake, which was actually pretty good. Was it? Yeah, it was fine. Well, I got to say, the original Crazies fucking sucks. Yeah, so it's not oh like Oh my a, God, that movie sucks. I saw that one Music Box Massacre, and I was like... Yo, I think Rome, it was one the, he also did the Latch Witch Hunter, like, oh, that Rome new Rome. one with Vin Diesel that I haven't seen. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even fucking. Gl- and I he did Sahara, which I hated. <laughs> of course, it's terrible. I fucking. So this hated clown sucks. This guy sucks. This he also terrible. his his debut was Thought Crimes. People like that movie. Thought Crimes. Which one was that? I don't know. I think it's like a it's like a TV movie. Maybe. <laughs> Forget it. This guy sucks. It's gonna suck. I'm sorry. It's when, written by the Aaron Guzikowski guy who wrote. You're uh, prisoners, right? Yeah. I, it, that doesn't matter. It could be an amazing script, but a director can easily ruin a, a great script. You are not on the Breck Eisner train. No, I, I, I'm sorry, but it's going to be bad. By the way, the last remake was bad. I know the first five minutes were great, but... The first overall, 20 minutes were great. Overall, it's bad. <laughs> and by the way, and then before that, like, there's like a sweet spot of Friday the thir- 13th movies that are like fun, even though they're... But they're not good movies. No. And then like we the, should do at that least should be the our last next, four. Like, big series. At least uh, of that long of that long eighties and the nineties thing, like the last four were like <laughs> like preposterously bad. Like Jason X, Jason goes to Manhattan. Dude, Jason, Jason X dies or lives again or Jason whatever. Jason lives. The last like four at least. I mean the Corey Feldman the Corey yeah, Corey Feldman ones were entertaining. And then one or two after that are good. But then uh, all of a sudden nowhere was like these movies got fucking preposterous. They're just so stupid. We should go through them. I don't point. know. It was just like the, the the Elite Ten, the first ten, because Jason X is the space one, right? That's yeah, so bad. Yeah, I, I saw even, that in my even poor father. That. I'm sorry. I'm fucking Still, poor dad. I know. But he's got a lot to be embarrassed about with you. <laughs> uh, that's really the only bit and piece I have. Oh, uh, American Horror Story 6, I guess, started, and like it was being all mysterious about what it was, mm-hmm. and apparently it's called My Roanoke Nightmare, and it stars Cuba Gooding Jr. Find me a person that watches this show. Dude, it's huge. Find me a person. It's, I know it's huge. huge. Find me a person. No one, no not, one I know. Every, people I work with, yes. Not, oh yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. Find me a person who like, is like faithful to the show. Buddy, you are, they exist. Right? They're, they're my age and they're women. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, I, I don't know anyone who watches this fucking show. Yeah, I don't get it either. I just, um, it just didn't, it didn't, the first season was fine. Everything you, after that was just like, if you watch American Horror Story, carnival one with the, with the, with the clown with the fucking face. Yeah, yeah. so stupid. I couldn't watch any. I, I gave up after Coven. I was like midway through Coven. It's I was just like, like so. It, it heightens. It's just the, bad. It's it's heightened it horror heightens cliches. Yes, yeah, so it heightens the things that I hate about mo- horror movies. Yeah. No like, thanks. <clears throat> no thanks. Yeah. So that exists. Uh, also, The Exorcist has a TV show that I keep hearing is good. I, get, I hear good reviews. Guess what? We're gonna talk about Joe that. Joe apparently want? watched the pilot, which yeah. I haven't. Which I will maybe tonight. Um, and I guess we should trend, use that to transition into what did we watch? All right, everybody, turn your volume down. Take your headphones off. Okay. I'm serious. What did we watch? All right. I hope you guys took your headphones out because um, Joe actually made me, and I feel like I'm glad I did. Right? Uh, did I fuck? Okay. No, I think I'm okay. <laughs> did you break something? No, I think okay. Dude, we're going to lose like half our listeners. Real quick, right two there. things. I'm only in TV land. Well, I started watching the Island of Dr. Moreau making of. He says on Netflix. Right. Because it's a huge disaster production. Oh yeah, the trauma. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh the island of Dr. Moreau, the Marlon Brando oh, yeah, yeah. movie. They, there's a documentary about why it's such a disaster. Okay. So I just watched like the first hour before he came there, and, and it's like yeah, because it was inspired by Ron Perlman's um, WTF interview. Oh, it's okay. really good. Have you listened to it? No. Oh, it's great. Perlman's an excellent storyteller. Oh man. And what a seasoned 
actor. By the way, you know Perlman, like, even though he's in the Beauty and the Beast show, which did okay, he didn't really start. I don't think he got, I don't think Hellboy got made until he was 50. Dude, Hellboy's the shit. He might have been, like, mid-40s. Yeah, he was, like, a just a, it's a dude I'd see in the background of movies, really. And he says that working his ass off, finally gets Beauty and the Beast is, like, the biggest show for, like, a season and a half. Then it ends. He says phone didn't ring for three years. He did what? Beauty and the Beast. It was a TV show in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, right. It was a huge hit. Huh. And he was like, oh my, he played the Beast. Right. He was like, oh my God, like, this is like, I'm like, he's like, I'm the star of like this huge show. And then it ends, and you think like, oh, your ticket, you've written your ticket. He said he didn't get, his phone didn't ring, he didn't get anything for oh. three years after that. Yeah. And then, three years later, he mentioned a couple movies I knew, but it was this thing where like, his career is amazing because every time he'd like, get something... And then get nothing for three or four years. It's really like the money's running out. He's got kids. He's getting worried. Then he gets like a thing. He said he made Guillermo del Toro when they made that movie Kronos. I believe he's yeah. in it. I think he's in it. Yeah, he's in that. And and after that, he was like, he was like, you're going to be Hellboy. And it took them something like 10 or 12 years to get Hellboy made because the studio was like, no way, Ron Perlman. Yeah. And Guillermo was like, it's Perlman or it's nobody. That's why it took so long. Huh. Hellboy 2 is so good. Phenomenal, fucking Both excellent. Both the Hellboy movies are great. They are, they are. But I really, two, I, I remember is, like being blown away. Two's by like, two. whoa. Two's like Pan's Labyrinth, good. Yeah. You're like you watch and you're like, wait, what? This is this good? Yeah. yeah. The Golden Army or something. Mm. I I bought it on Blu-ray, which is something I didn't. But do Perlman's for the first story, time. if anything, it's like here's a guy who like dedicated his life to acting and did not get steady work and get like into a stride. Two was like in his late forties. Yeah. Now you know what? I keep hearing there's like everyone wants Hellboy the third one because Hellboy notably like dies, I guess, in the comics. And yeah. people like want like the third movie. I mean, like Hellboy enough to die. money, right? I mean, I'm sure now it's a cult status. Well, Guillermo does that thing where he keeps making movies that don't make money. <laughs> like Pacific well, Rim's getting financed by international people. They're it's doing number two, right? Yeah, I, I like Pacific Rim a lot. It was fine. I thought it, it was, was fine. It was cool. The theaters was awesome. Yeah, it was fine. It's made for the theaters. I thought it was fine. Um, Blade, excellent. Blade two, also better. Yeah. Blade two is better. Yeah. Well, it's Guillermo del Toro. I know he's great. Um, I love, love Guillermo. But anyway, I got on that. Why did I get on that? I don't know. Oh, because <laughs> Pearlman, holy shit. Let me figure out why I got here. Oh, so Pearlman was talking about, he's in the island of Dr. Moreau. And he was right. like, this thing is a fucking disaster. And he has a really funny story about uh, Marlon Brando that's in there. It, it, it's worth the Marlon Brando story alone. And I won't rehash it here. So I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Because I remember that movie really sucking and it being like a huge disaster. Yeah. So there is a documentary about why it's such a, a disaster on Netflix. And it's actually pretty interesting. I'll watch that. Yeah, watch it. I kind of want to watch I didn't the watch, movie. I've never seen it. It reminds me of, I didn't see the whole thing, but there's also a documentary called The Man of La Mancha where uh, Terry Gilliam and Johnny Depp tried to make uh, The Death of Don Quixote or a Don Quixote movie in like the mid-90s or whatever. And that's also a documentary about a huge disaster. It was just a huge fucking disaster. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, it's, I, people oh almost died God. making it. And, like, everything was just a fucking nightmare in that movie. Jesus. Um, so I watched some of that. Oh, but you were talking about The Exorcist. I did watch mm-hmm. the pilot. I will say this. I will stick with it because... I hear the pilot's good, but, like, you don't, people don't see a series in it. In some ways, this pilot episode is an incredibly effective pilot. Like, maybe one of... As far as horror shows and drama shows go, one of the most effective pilots I've seen. Huh. Hang on. Then an... Other 
aspects and other details, it's like so eye rolling. I almost turned it off. Ugh. The biggest problem, and they didn't do it too much, but they did enough to really irritate me. It takes place in Chicago. Oh shit! So they jam pack a lot of Chicago bullshit in there. Really, a lot of shots on the L because that's how people get around there. At one point, one of the main characters is wearing a shirt from the Billy Goat. By the way, that he's Billy a Billy Goat Tavern. Yeah, because you know the very famous Billy Goat that yeah. I've lived in Chicago for eleven years. Never went, been. Well, right. Of course not. Who cares? Once. It's a tourist trap. Yeah, tourist it's so stupid because of that fucking yeah. dumb SNL sketch. It's, it's yeah. not like. But there's a lot of like, here we are in Chicago, sort of like yeah. exteriors and well, stuff. Well, that's a, only Chicagoans will be annoyed. The horror part of it is really good, but there's a lot of like, then it kind of digs into the family that will eventually have, spoiler alert, the uh, the possessed daughter. Does the possessed daughter not happen in the pilot? It does, yeah, yeah. Like they, they hint, they hint to, towards who it's going to be. Um, it is kind of similar to the story. Was it's it like, an hour or 90? No, no. An hour? Place, no. Oh, no. an hour. Oh, yeah. 90 uh, minutes. 45 minutes. So like, like an, an hour. hour yeah. Okay. I, I just don't, don't watch it. It's good. I just don't trust Fox with hour-long dramas. Like I tried Gotham when it started, and no, I thought man. it sucked. Uh, with this, but I'll try it. I, I, the people involved, like I follow one of the, the writers on Twitter, Jeremy mm-hmm. Slater. You're like, yeah. I'll I'll watch it. Pilot's definitely worth watching. There's a slickness and kind of like a dumb downness to it that you know they had to to bake in to make sure they get like the four quadrants. But when it gets a stride, when it hits the parts it's supposed to hit, it's like hell yeah, dude. So we'll keep watching it. It can go either way. It can go either way. So I'm in. I'm I want to talk now. about horror TV in general hmm. because there's so much of it now, and I don't really watch any of it because it's, it's all, all kinda, bad. It's all. It's like all, American it's all, Horror Story sucks. I tried for for years. I don't um, like it. I don't watch Salem. We talk about Salem. Nobody thinks. Don't it's watch worth Salem. Um, Keon swears by Scream, the TV show. Now I couldn't. Finish I couldn't the first finish episode. the pilot either. No, I no. I don't watch Scream. I watch Scream Queens. That's what I hear. Couldn't that looks even it. worse. That's another one. That Ryan one, Murphy created that too. The I think. only saving grace of that one is is that it is it is knows it's campy, so it plays it up. And I personally just do not like camp. Camp drives me sure. nuts. So I'm not Ryan Murphy, who did fucking American Horror Story and shit. He also has his hands on Scream Queens. In the I sense hate like, how this one guy I don't like. In the sense of like Blumhouse has his hands in like two dozen movies a yeah, year. No, Ryan it's Murphy's like, like a feels like the creator and like showrunner. No, he puts his name. He's not the showrunner. He puts his name on it. He's like an Eli Roth or like a Jason Blum. It's like the name's on there. Whatever. So I don't watch Scream Queens. I don't watch Scream. I don't watch American Horror Story anymore. There's that Z Nation, that Zombie Nation. Yeah, I, we do watch Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I think is tongue-in-cheek and fun and Phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Yeah. Perfect. And by the way, you're going to get pissed off. Fear the Walking Dead is so good. Okay. It's so good. I, I'm up to date. I, I cannot. You got to watch it. Please so tweet good. at us if you watch a horror show that's particularly good. And I, I love I, The Walking I, Dead. I do want to watch one. And I, I, I'm going to do Key on a Solid and try Scream again. What's going on with Bates Motel? What's oh, going Bates on? Bates Motel. What's going on with The Strain? People the Strain, I like season one. I didn't continue. Twin Peaks is coming back, which I will give it a shot. Um, yeah. The Vampire Diaries, I haven't seen. No, nah, that's like a girly. The Returned. Twilighty thing. Is that still a thing? I don't know. There's a. Uh, Z Nation. Did I say Zombie Nation? Z yeah, Nation. Z Nation. Thumbs down to Z Nation. Hannibal. No, Hannibal's done. Hannibal was the best thing ever. Was it? Oh, you didn't watch Hannibal? No, I never saw it. Dude. Drop whatever you're watching and start Hannibal. It's incredible. Well, what would I watch it on? Uh, maybe Hulu or something. I, I have a couple seasons on Blu-ray, I think, too. If I don't think that helps so you So it was either. good, but it was only on for like a little bit. Three seasons. Um, People are th- clamoring for it to come back in some form. Hopefully it will. Don't don't put money on it. Uh, I just I, mean, I want to watch some horror shows, but I, I would everything definitely Penny I've tried. Dreadful is another one. People Penny fucking... Dreadful is another one that I should watch. And there's what no should we watch? We got a Twitter poll going. What TV series did Joe and I watch, and maybe do like a full series on definitely. it? Like every week we talk about a new ep- like the episodes we watched that week. We'll have a schedule. It'll be regimented. I mean, I want to do Scream. Maybe. Do you remember we were like so hyped on on uh, Preacher and like oh, that? It was I watched like, the I don't pilot. Care. I didn't care. I couldn't even finish it. 
I fell asleep. I thought it was bad. Um, I thought it was Dust bad. Dust Till Dawn, the series. That's what I was going to say. I hear that's good. I hear it gets, it's like fun and silly. And it gets I mean, I good. think if I finished the it's pilot, I don't Season remember. three now or something. Yeah, but, but it's on the El so, Rey network where it's like. I don't, I don't even have it. I have cable and I don't have that channel. Yeah. I, pay, I have premium cable. It's not carried on Verizon. Is there like a, not anthology, but like a, a standalone, almost like an X-Files? or Nah, a, the crypt is coming back. Kills from the crypt coming back. Right, right, right. right. But I, I don't know. I don't, there's no. I agree. We I got, would love like a Twilight Zone. We got to lock into a horror show. I want to get into a horror show. To I feel talk like about. with with uh, with the Exorcist, I was like I said, go either well, way. We'll do I that. That'll be a good one. To watch it. I'll watch it if it's good. I'll watch. My girl Gina tonight. Davis is in it though. Yeah. What up, Gina? That's cool. Damn, That's cool. That she's Gina. In it. Okay, there's one show that I will say. Actually, you know what? You're not gonna like it. But Mo and I binged it. Uh, the past couple of weeks is technically horror related. I'm kind of embarrassed that I watch it. It's called, it's on the Lifetime Network. It's called My Haunted House. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? We just kept watching. It's a good like schlocky show to have in the background. We watch it. It's basically people are retelling true stories of being in a haunted house, but it's like serialized where they kind of like as a person's narrating it, they reenact the, the the moments of it. It's like it's like PG thirteen horror. It's like not that scary at all. But it was like ah oh, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, it's not bad. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's, I mean, it's the kind of thing like pull it up on whatever device you can watch things on or whatever subscription you have there's on there. Nobody Pick any episode, episode and you'll just watch it. Be like, yeah, all right, fine. So it's like a reality. What is it? Well, it's called My Haunted House. Right. And, and it's every episode is a person telling a story, a real person. So it's a reality show. Telling a story. Or it's sto- like, guess, a, it's like a, a story. true crime story Yeah, but show. like here's, let me tell you the story and it's, they're narrating it as it like it's reenacted. So it's reenacted. Yeah. What do you that call sounds that? hilarious. Uh, the dramatization. Oh wait a second! Robert Kirkman has that show. It hasn't premiered yet. It's called the, Outcast. Yeah, Cinemax, right? Uh, based on the same name of the comic created by Robert Kirkman, who also did The Walking Dead. Ten episode series follows a guy named Kyle Barnes, Patrick. No, Fugit. it started actually. It started on. It's on Showtime. It, 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 uh, Cinemax premieres late 2016. Yeah, June. It happened. Oh, did it? I was gonna. I, and I, I journey DV- to get answers of why yeah. he lives a plague life by ghosts, demons, and possession. I DVR'd it. Um, it got renewed for its second season before it even aired. Wingard um, directed a pilot. Wingard, who did uh, directed uh, Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keon, who's the only person I know who gave it a shot, mm-hmm. he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll maybe give it a shot. But yeah, there's all these fucking horror shows, and I feel like an asshole because we have a horror podcast, and I don't really watch any of them because none of them grab me. Yeah. But I'll watch Ash vs Evil Dead when it comes back, and. Uh, I don't know. I'll, yeah, I'll, I want to watch more. SUV, and I'm going to watch that, Exorcist like. again. Oh, wait. Watch it again? Oh, I don't know why I said, I, I don't know why I said again. I haven't seen Fucking it. Fucking idiots. I'm crazy. All right. We want to get to all the Blitter Witch jams. Oh, so God. why don't you hit us real quick with the blow-by-blows of what you saw besides the new Blitter Witch. Oh, God. And what did you think? Oh, well, uh, let's see. She saw um, Snowden. Which looks fucking terrible. Snowden is not as awful as I suspected. I mean, it's Oliver Stone. Yes, so but there just can't be a, really boring. There can't be a stitch of truth in this movie. That's what I'm saying. JFK, it, it's infuriating. All that. I'm the sure, doors. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about it. But my roommate kind of is like a very. He's a Snowden truther. He wrote a he's, book about. He wrote a book about it. What truther? What's the truth that the kind tr- of thing? That Snowden's not like no one should be calling for him to be pardoned. Like he's kind of a snake, a snake oh, of a guy. Oh, he's like anti Snowden. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, so this movie's just tinged with so much like hero worship of him and like, really? and like everything he does is like, well, the situation at the NSA was so fucked up. I uh-huh. had to do this instead of like, you have to understand the NSA. A lot of this stuff is going on. Oh my God. That's my stone. That is so good. Is that good? Yeah. So tell me, uh, what I think America, I can't handle this. what I think America has to understand is, uh, <laughs> I took those documents. Yeah. I think that the American people need to know what's going on. Please put your cell phone in the microwave. <laughs> 
Uh, um, I I couldn't be less interested in Snowden. I was this bored movie. out of my fucking skull during this. And movie. by the way, that's the problem. Um, with I don't like Oliver Stone. Maybe he has a couple movies that I think were okay. <laughs> you you big fan of W? <laughs> no, but I got my hands. Or I guess I got my hands. I bought on Amazon the original script, uh, Quentin Tarantino's famous script for Natural Born Killers. Yeah, it's a fucking masterpiece. If you love horrible things, horrible, terrible. You don't like his screenplay. No, part? I like that movie. But it's you just, like that it's movie. Fucked up. But it's Oliver, a fucked up no, thing. Is what I'm saying. The Oliver Stone movie is nothing like the screenplay. Or he barely like grazed over it. Like talk to, yeah. to listen to Tarantino. He's like he's like yeah, he bought my script and he directed, it, but he's like that script and it isn't. It's nothing, not nothing, but like it's barely like the movie. Oliver Stone bought Quentin Tarantino's script and turned it into like that nonsense movie. That's fine, but the script is like amazing. It's like considered one of the best scripts ever. Interesting. written. Interesting. Yeah, that movie's not my favorite. So what kind of fucking asshole buys arguably the best script ever written? Well, it's really interesting. Into a stupid movie. Oliver Stone paid a million dollars to option Snowden's Russian lawyer's book about the matter uh-huh. called Time of the Octopus. And he paid it. He paid for it. Wait, he who's not- the octopus? Snowden's the octopus? I, I don't know. Who knows? Snowden one like, everyone call me the octopus. There's now. no... <laughs> when I walk in the room, everyone go, yo, what up, puss? Please call me the octopus. Uh, I just want to say real quick, thanks for interviewing me uh, uh, 60 minutes, Um, but don't call me Edward Snowden, call me octopus. I'm an American hero. You can call me... You can call me the octopus. If you want, you can call me octo or puss. Or the <laughs> ape man. Because, as you know, octopuses have eight arms. I am the ink man. <laughs> Cuckoo, could you? Yeah. And if you want to go, yo, what up with that ink? That cool, too. So, Edward. <clears throat> so, octopus. Yeah, octo so, anyway. Man. So, I'll, <laughs> the Oliver, octopus? I don't know. Oliver Stone options his book, which we when, 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 when he did that, Michael and I were like, he's going to adapt this horribly slandered propaganda book. Written by turns, a lawyer and not a written writer. Written by Edward Snowden's lawyer. Yeah. Um, anyway, they optioned the book not to adapt it, because they also paid for this other book. And they do it to bury it? They just did it so they could get access to Snowden. They paid a million dollars to Snowden's Russian lawyer to get access to him. So they basically paid Russian a Russian lawyer a thousand a million dollars so they could use Snowden. Wait, how did a fucking um uh, a whole uh, John Oliver get to him? Um, I don't know. Uh, they didn't. No way they paid no million bucks no, no, no. to fucking meet him. I don't know how they got him. And what do you mean they got to him? What do they need to get to him for? I don't know. Read Michael Kelly's story about like this they, on Yahoo.com. Not like they interviewed Jim Morrison for the fucking Doors movie. Yeah, but anyway, this movie is just like Oliver Stone fucking sucks. I know he does. I agree, and. Uh, it's like a, a report came out a few weeks ago saying like the I forget who put out this report but like saying Snowden was a disgruntled employee and like there's always like negative shit about him and like he only acted out of spite and all this shit and that's kind of the, the story like, I've I, heard I wonder if I could live in a hotel room in Moscow for the rest of my life right so so you about to find out and the movie just paints him to be such like a guy with such morals and he like fuck out of here I'm doing this for the, to the country it's like no you're doing it because you're an opportunist little fuck and you got in over your head. Anyway, I just don't agree. The movie's, it's exactly what you expect from like a Hollywood uh, dramatization of a story like that. Stone Sunk so fuck stupid. Hated it. that movie. Sully. Uh, Sully. Sully is a movie that you should go tell your parents to see. They're going to love it. I'll never see it. It's a good time. Sully. I'll never see it. Clint it's 90 Wood. minutes. Fuck out of here. Clint it Wood. rolls right, right by. Of course it, it does. It manages to be really engaging and emotional despite knowing the it. outcome of I don't care that he, I, when it happens, like I land the plane in the water, I'm like, okay, fine. So the drama that they, they create in the movie is between him and the NTSB, the National Travel Safety Board. Okay. And they believe that he could have landed at LaGuardia instead uh-huh. of landing on the river. So, like, they do all these simulations and stuff. And it's just, like, about... It's, like, a character study, almost, of, like, Sully, like... He has flash... He has uh, visions of, like, crashing... In, like, very very post-9-11, crashing into buildings in New York. That's, like, a visual in this what movie. Was, did he do anything besides land this fucking plane no. in that? 
That's yeah. the whole movie. Who cares? No, but I'm saying like it's a 20 like, minute. Is he incident. a person I should care about? As far as like, oh, no, he, he also up, he his his love for or his was he like in the military? He's like a decorated Air Force pilot. No, or him him being he's just a, a pilot. Him being a good pilot is the like his his thing. I don't know. So what? That's it. And by the way, also if the National Airplane People Association's like, man, we could prove that you could have landed in LaGuardia. Like, I don't care. What's this? He should have been like, fine, prove it. I don't care. Yeah, well, well yeah. he was about losing his job. Yeah, he was. Joe. Is he still flying planes? Yeah. So I could have been on a plane where Sully was flying it, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> Here's the most. Speaking int- of Ron Perlman, you know what else I watched? What? I sell the dead. Directed by Glenn McQuaid and uh, produced by Fassenden. Fassenden's fa- fa- in that. Fassenden. 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 Wait, I want to tell my interesting Sully. Uh, oh, thing. fine. Wait, the only actually it's not me. It's the only interesting thing that I think is related to Sully. You're giggling like this is going to be terrible. Norm Macdonald was on Conan when that happened, and Conan's like, "So Norm, what are you up to?" And Norm's like, "Oh, I just bought the rights to uh, uh, Sully's uh, uh, story, and I made a movie about it." And they're like, "He's like, oh my God, you wrote, the, you bought the rights to uh, Sully Salzberg's uh, the, the 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 pilot who landed the plane in the Hudson." He's like, "He's like, yeah, but I bought the rights before that happened." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, let's watch a clip from the movie. It's just Norm MacDonald, you know, in the Sully makeup being like, and we're going in for a landing. And then like, like the whole thing is like, that hey, was a smooth landing, everybody. Enjoy Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why did you buy the rice? He's like, he's like, yeah, I guess I should have waited until after that. <laughs> thing. He made a movie about Sully before he landed in the fucking house. There's a, there were a few That's things. the funniest thing in the hilarious. world. I love Norm MacDonald the yeah. most, dude. There's been such great long form Lorne McDonald reads lately. Yeah, because there's that book out. Yeah, uh, Vulture did a good one, and I can't then wait to read that book. Oh uh, my god, his Vulture interview oh, was, was so good. His thing about comedy, I know. about Louis C.K. and all the all the oh fucking excellent, amazing. Also Thank read you. the long form Washington Post one that has like can't all those wait. text messages in it. Oh, can't so wait. good. Um, okay, so anyway, anyway, Sully has. I said mo- the dad. So, so, no, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> your cat's being crazy. What the fuck you doing? Stop it. <laughs> Um, well, I Sell the Dead me. has Ron Perlman in it, which is funny. Yeah, he's great. Um, great movie. Uh, we may have Glenn and Larry on to promote Tales from Beyond the Pale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, at the BAM right now, right? Or is that, they're going to do it at Lincoln Center with like Vincent D'Onfrio and like all these people. I was way off with the BAM. Yeah, but I listened to one episode of that too called The Grandfather. Really cool. Oh, yeah? It's like it's like a podcast. It's They sell them as audiobooks, like three bucks for like two episodes or something. Okay. Uh, they're great. They're like little radio plays. Like, you know how what? Orson Welles. Who, who's the guy who did them? Orson Welles. I mean, other War people the do them. And shit. I know. That's my other one people re- have done no, audio uh, uh, books. Uh, uh, uh. The only one who's ever done one is Orson Welles. <laughs> Orson and it Welles. Caused, it caused panic. And that's it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so someone put me in touch with them to talk with them. And after I talked with them, I realized I hadn't seen. I've seen tons of Fesen- Larry Fessenden, Fessenden, whatever. It's Fessenden? I don't know. I thought it was Fessenden. It's F-E-S-S-E-N-D-E-N. Fessenden. I don't know. Fascinating. We'll find out when he does the pod, apparently. Hey, I'm here with, uh, what's the other guy's name? Glenn McQuaid. I'm here with Glenn McQuaid and Larry. That's how you do it. Facenda. He's like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Larry. Here. <laughs> Say your fucking last name. <laughs> Say the um, Speaking of Michael, this movie, your wife's clit. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Uh, this movie was five under $500,000 budget. Really? Yeah. It And for that, like, it's such an ambitious premise. Like, it's set in, like, the olden times. People get, like, executed. Excuse me if I like guillotine. You're excused. So like, it's this really, this really uh, low budget movie that shouldn't 
be as good as it is it's because Netflix, it's so right? low budget. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. What's the movie? What's the movie we loved last year? Uh, uh, we're, I'm still here. No, we're still. We are still here. He killed it in there. Oh, he was, he was so the good. best part of that. When movie. he gets possessed, I know. God so he's a great it, actor, guys. but he also he produced this one and he's directed several films, which I'm going to dive into this week. Please, um, but I will. When anyway, do you think we could potentially get him? I got to get him my fasted end tip. I I um I proposed we do it on October 10 or 17. Okay, so I'm or saying for this, the episode I'm saying to drop this on that the day. pod just to get it on record, Brett. Don't wait for me in the interviews. If you just want to do a phone and, and record it, that's fine. Joe's lazy, and I will. I will. No, do it's this. not lazy. I just feel like if you're talking, this guy's like, "Well, yeah, I make sure we're in my buddy's uh, uh, Bushwick apartments." It's just like, look, just get the interview. We'll splice it in. Yeah, that's fine. Getting him on here is more important than me being involved in it. Yeah. So this movie is a period horror comedy about grave robbing. It stars. I feel like it was Dominic on Monaghan, Netflix and I kind of like dragged my feet on it. Yeah, it was. It was Monaghan was in. He was in Lost, right? Yes. I really Lord of the Rings and stuff too. Yeah. I really liked it. It was very, uh, you had that like premise where like the same way Cannibal Holocaust starts where guys like about to be executed and they're like, tell us your story. And that Cannibal guy, Holocaust starts like that? Not Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal the Musical. Did I say Cannibal Holocaust? Yes. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal the Musical. Right. So like, let me tell you a tale. So it's just a, yeah, it's a very tongue in cheek, funny movie, really creative the way it was shot. Like there's a shot, the opening shot is you know, a dude getting beheaded by the guillotine and the way yeah. the camera work does. It's really interesting. I just was, it's 80 minutes. It's, it was a very worthwhile watch in 80 minutes. Check out, I sell the dead. Oh, um, oh, and in Sully, what I was going to say is there are so many points in it that are like, kind of like what, like calling attention to the fact that like what's going to happen is going to happen. Like when he's on the plane, literally the, the plane ride that he takes off. Will he it, land in the water this time? Uh, so he takes off, right? And the first thing he says to the captain is looking over. He's looking over the Hudson as they're about to crash into it moments later. It's like, God, I always love how the Hudson looks from up here. Literally says so that. So stupid. Like, I bet, that I bet, I bet Hanks can get best picture, best actor for it. Yeah, he, he's great in it. It's fine. And he should. But like this no, movie is like, no, you know, enough, it's, for enough, my, it's for enough. parents. Exactly. It's for the baby boomer, boomer um, generation. Because you know what? Because every man, every baby boomer man wants to watch it because they want to watch it be like, I'm Sully. I'm brave at the job I do. Ugh. I'm important like this guy. That's the whole fucking point of that movie. So people go there and be like, that guy's brave like I'm brave. Relax. Let's go vote for Trump. <laughs> I watched Ben-Hur, the remake. Who cares? It was hilarious that it exists. No. And you know what? Completely watchable and tolerable and kind of good. No, that's not, that's not a reason to see a movie. Buddy, it has Morgan Freeman and dreadlocks on the sidelines of a chariot race. No, thanks. Hey, what was that movie we were going to see before I left that we didn't? That Korean Train movie. to Busan. I have it. Oh, give me that. Okay. How do you have it? Uh, it's on. It's available to Brent. Oh, is, is it? It's, it's, uh, it's a VOD thing. Holy shit, I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck out. I want to watch that movie. All right, we're going to watch Actually, it. Actually, you know what? <laughs> we'll pick it up tomorrow. I want to watch it right now. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Oh, I can't I, wait. I can't, yeah, Ooh, I'm I ready to wait. Train to Busan. I also saw Demon, a mm. Polish horror film. I, I stress people to call are hyping, it a, People are hyping. I don't know. It's very art house mm -hmm. definition of horror. I wouldn't call it horror. It's more of like a satire almost of like, of, I don't so? even know. It's about a, a guy. It's a, uh, a Polish guy getting married to some girl and they are on her family's property for the wedding. Mm -hmm. And he... It's in Poland and he uncovers like a body. He finds like a body on the Whoa. during their wedding, but like he doesn't tell anybody and he ends up becoming possessed by it, like this demon. Whoa. And but it's like mostly just about his erratic behavior at this wedding and like them trying to have a wedding around it. And it's like it's funny and it's just twisted and it it's more to psychological. It's more about like letting go of your ghosts and your past. Like it's just like this before you get married. Yeah, right. It's like it's like this art house interpretation of a horror movie. 
Uh, a lot of people comparing it to Polanski, which I kind of see and not too much. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't yeah, recommend it for everybody. I, I think you would like it. Okay. Um, Yo, did you watch Dead Set? No, did you? No, I got on my queue. Maybe we'll watch that tonight. Yeah, too. I kind of watch Maybe that. We'll do a double feature. I hear it's great. Um, yeah, I also Ke- watched. Said it was great, right? Yes, I also watched um, just indie comedy called My Blind Brother that came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott, Nick Kroll, Jenny Slate. Totally harmless, cute, funny movie to watch with your significant other, they which I did. I it was fun. Um, not much else to say about it other than like, yeah, I don't know, indie comedy. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I also saw American Honey. Which comes yeah, out in a few that? weeks. And I keep seeing that just people like the it's burbling under the surface. It's nearly of like, three hours long. You got to see this indie it's two movie. Two hours and forty-five minutes. It uh-huh. stars Shia LaBeouf and some chick. Who directed that? Who wrote it? Directed Andrea Arnold. No, re- no relation. Uh, she did. Excuse me. She did Fish Tank, some indie movie that got a lot of acclaim a few years ago, two thousand nine, I think, with Michael Fassbender before he was big. Um, but that's it. She does, she's just an indie darling of a filmmaker. Um, I liked it. It's very love or hate. Like it played at festivals. What is the gist of the movie? It's just a coming of age, like an ode to youth. People are calling it like. Forget it. Yeah, it's just like Cause you're watching. Movie- you're watching a girl who's 18 years old who has no family, like just drift about America here's in a van here's with a bunch of degenerates. Because also there's another uh, uh, aggressive Facebook ad campaign, I think, or maybe it's just the, the, the- A24. That's why you see it. A24. Well, maybe it's, no. There's a, there's a movie that just came out called White Girl. Or yeah, White that's Girls. also on there. I'm not gonna see it. It's just it's just kids again. That's what this is. I was going to say, Andrea Arnold like, made a Larry oh, Clark movie. Look at these young kids that's like kind of get it. into trouble. It's like, no, I did this already. My, tweet, my tweet review not of the movie was uh, Andrea yeah. Arnold made a Larry Clark movie, everyone's which remaking, is what kids everyone's remaking and kids. What's Up Rockers and all those yeah. movies are. Well, who made What's Up Rockers? I did Larry Clark. Same guy. Oh, okay. Who did kids. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I so would no say thanks. it's a, yeah, it's the Larry Clark school of filmmaking, which I really, I used to love those. Like, yeah, but after a while, it's like, it's like kids. the same, but it's the same thing. Bully was interesting. Bully was interesting. Um, I liked What's Up Rockers. Kids, too. What's Up Rockers, but also the same thing where it's like, they want to basically seem like, hey, you know, potentially your kids or, or, or kids in your family or kids you see walking on the street, like, you may think they're kind of up to no good, but look what they're really, like, it, it, they're basically presented kids, like, kids, look how crazy kids their kind lives of blew me away when I, because I saw it way too young. Yeah, because you know when it came out, what, 2004? 1994. 1995 it came out? Yeah. Well, I saw it when it came out, and I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. You go back and you're like, yeah, this is what every fucking shit you know what? does This is going to sound mean maybe, but like, oh. there's a shot in the movie of a you're guy. You're glad Telly's dead? No. There's a shot in the movie where there's a uh, dude on the subway with no legs and he's just like crawling with his hands and he says, I have no legs and he's collecting money. Yeah. I see that guy on the train all the time and I'm wondering if, same it's, guy? if it's the same guy. Yeah, it could be. It could be. They look like it, I wouldn't be able to, do, I don't know. Is that a racist thing to say? My attitude right now is like, those movies only work when you're kind of that age and you're like, fuck yeah. Or you have kids that age and you're like, oh no. Remember that movie uh, 13, I think it was yeah, called? Yeah. Same 13. thing was like, look with how, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, look how horrible kids can be. You're yeah, like, the movie they're yeah, punching each other in the face to get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. and like she like uh, blows the guy and swallows it. And it's like, Ooh. yeah, that movie. That lady went on to direct Twilight. That's right. What's her name? Oh, uh, Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, okay. And she did Lords of Dogtown, which was the the dramatization of the Dogtown doc, which yeah, I love the doc and the, the movie. Great. The movie was Rise Against Us. They play Black Flag. Not even close. <laughs> Never close. I just remember Tim Emil Hirsch, Hirsch, you, ain't no, you ain't no fucking Keith. Morris, I think Emil Hirsch slapped someone with a with a with a hamburger, and he goes, "You just got patty slapped." He uh, uh, Heath Ledger's in that movie. Yeah, that's so crazy. Heath Ledger's in Do- uh, Lords of Dogtown. I know. Heath fucking Ledger's in that movie. I know. Ugh. Fucking Joker. Mitch Hedberg's in that movie. Yeah, for like five cameo. seconds. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, what were we talking about? What have you seen? Anything else horror related? I want to hear about the terrible movies that I would never see anyway. You uh, 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 so My Blind Brother. Um, I have notes. American Honey was it? So American Honey was about a girl. The plot of this movie is she's just kind of aimlessly drifting around. She comes across Shia LaBeouf, which she thinks is cute or something. Sure. And then and Shia LaBeouf he's like, and anything he's at like, this point, he's like, like no yo, more. you know what? He was good. He was good in this. But she was like, that guy's burned all. His, that guy's burned all his goodwill. I know. He's she's like he's like to her, come stay, come in our van and travel to Kansas, Kansas City, which is, you know, in Missouri. But the, the joke of the movie is yes. that she doesn't know that. And it's like, we're going to we're going to Kansas. But the scam they're doing, they're going door to door selling magazines mm-hmm. and they're jumping from town to town because like I think the implication is they're probably not actually getting magazines. It was just kind of like a scam going door to door and collecting money. And along the way, she gets into all these, you know, life affirming moments happen to her and like. It was just a. It so was a, what? It was a completely aimless movie that I see why critics. Some critics are like fuck this. Like, it's, and other it's, people are like, no, it's not about other, the journey. It's, it's not about the destination, yeah. but the journey. See, I'm kind of in the middle of those. I don't. Fuck think, out I don't of here think it's shit. some pretentious masterpiece. I just think it's. I was entertained for three hours. I wasn't bored. I liked it. I probably uh, won't watch it again. Yeah, I don't think I'm. But I liked American Honey. I just keep seeing it popping up in my feed. And I'm gonna see two other really acclaimed movies at screenings this week called Moonlight. And yeah, that's amazing. I know. People are flipping out about I'm it. I'm going on next Tuesday. What's that about? I have no, I have no idea. No, going nothing. in fresh. Yep, I know nothing about it. That's beautiful. And then the next day, um, uh, it's called something else. Uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Diabolic or something? Or mm-hmm. there's some movie I'm seeing that sounded. Oh, Desierto. Don't know what's anything that? about it. It had a good cast, and that's why I wanted to go. Uh, let me look at it. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal Who's and that? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, this uh, actor of. A Mexican actor, I believe, uh, and it's directed uh, by Latino. Yeah, I, was, I should have been safer. Uh, Jonas Cuaron directed it, who I think Latino is related director. to Alfonso. <laughs> Please no. Please don't be true. Hey, you, you know uh, the director? You, you, guys, not you know the director you guys love? Yeah, I'm his brother. He's the son. Boom. He's Alfonso Cuaron's uh, brother. Son. Son. Yeah. Uh, he directed some movie. This is his first. That's just as bad. Uh, so he helped write Gravity. Hey, talent is and not this sexually is, transmitted. And this is his first big feature, it looks like. And the title, or it's talent about... Talent is not hereditary. It's like... It a group of people try to cross the border from Mexico and the United States encounter a man who has taken Border Patrol duties into his own racist hands. No. I'm going to watch that at well, a screening. was it, the three burials of... American Mezzalese. That was kind of about that, right? a good movie. Bill Pepper is the guy's name? Yeah. Uh, Barry Pepper. Pepper. Barry Pepper. And it's directed by Tommy Lee Jones and also stars him, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was just okay. I like that movie a lot. It's just okay. Fuck you. I took a date there and I was like, nope, not going to lay tonight. Well, yeah. Why take a girl to a movie with the word The Three Burials Of in the title? No, because it was it was the last, uh, I forget what Chicago Film Festival that was last year. And I was like, oh, let's go see some movies. We both like, like movies. And that was the only thing of playing the night we were going to meet up. <laughs> you like movies. Let's go see movies. No, we both were like, we want to go to that festival. Yeah, we got something in common. So we went and that was the only thing playing. And just like right in the middle of it, I'm like, yeah, it's a bummer. And then at the end, she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go home. And I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is ruined. Um. All right. Well, I think it's about as about some Blair Witch? good a time as any to talk about some Blair. I have no interest Witch. in dropping anything in here because I don't want to edit it. So let's just get right into Blair Witch. All right, everybody. Hey, let me ask you a question. Hold on to your hats. Do you see Blair Witch Project in the theater? No, because it came out when I was nine. Two thousand nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Eight. I was eight. That's how old you are. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I remember the hubbub surrounding it because my memories are all tied to movies, even though I was too young. And I saw it on video from Blockbuster like a year or two later. I got a chance to see a sneak peek screen. I think you've mentioned this briefly, but please weeks, talk about it again. Two weeks before it came out. 
when and, the hype was in full force. And everyone thought it was still real. When there were missing posters all around. It was marketed as a real thing. Yes, let's talk and about the marketing. when the internet wasn't really a thing. Let's set so the scene. So people didn't give a shit. People were just like, oh, I don't know. So I'm one year deep in college. I come back for the summer. And it's just like Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Project. This thing is sold. And people think like, oh, people are so dumb. Clearly it's fake. But this is a time before social media when the internet was still like a weird thing that geeks used. They were just like, hey, there's this movie. These kids went missing in the woods and years later, they found the footage of the movie they were making. So they're putting it to Sundance. Well, I mean, I know. but also, that's but the also, part where you know I'm what? like, why did you think it was real? Because I didn't know what Sundance was. Yeah. And like, I know what it is in well, retrospect. I, wasn't, I didn't mean you. I meant the but general I understand, public. Like, yeah, people knew Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. But Sundance Film Festival is not like a household known thing still. Again, how would you have known this without the internet? Yeah, because it still was not a, a good uh, a good part of people's lives. Yeah. It was still a thing where we think you can get free music well, on the in- and nerds like web pages. An That's all the internet was in. An interesting thing is bef- a year I think before the movie came out, mm-hmm. there was that website opened mm-hmm. up, and the website was just like vague press clip news clippings and like fake bullshit about also, the, the legend. And you, how could you prove it was wrong? Right. Oh, I'll just go on that newspaper's website and see if it's real. That didn't right. exist yet. Right. And also there was a special, I forget on what, where they were like, oh, the legend of the Blair Witch. That was presented like, yeah. hey, there is a thing called the Blair Witch. And here's some more information on it. So I went in there and everyone, I remember standing in line because actually, oddly enough, I went some, with some friends. It was a year after I went to college. A guy I didn't know, but a guy I went to uh, high school with. We all went together. A guy he went to high school with. What? It's mine? Yes, yours. A buddy of his. As a year to college, was going to Columbia Film School. He'd been going there for a year. So if that's not clear, I went with a friend, a couple, bunch of friends. Yes. A guy I didn't go to high school with, but was friends with. I'm in line with him. Mm-hmm. We run this guy, I think his name was Brian, who he knew from high school, who I didn't know, different high schools. He's like, yeah, I've been in film school for a year. And we're like, yeah, what's going on with this thing? He's like, dude, I've been hearing about this movie the whole time I was in film school. And we're like, what's up with this? He's like, I have no idea. So real quick, right there, it's like, well, this guy's in film school. So yeah. he should know more about it than we do as far as like, I know it sounds stupid now, but like right. you're in film school, you're sort of people who are obsessed with filming or studying film. He's like, do you ever hear about this movie the whole fucking year? I don't even know what the fuck's up with it. And everyone in the line is like, yeah, I heard this is real. I, heard, I know someone who knows someone who was in it that went missing. People were just like, the hysteria was just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's everyone two wants weeks. to be a part it's of it. It's two weeks before it comes out. So everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I heard that sort of thing too. So we're walking in being like, I don't think this is real, but it might be. Yeah. So, oh, it was a Piper's Alley. Oh wow! When I was still in the TBT, theater, yeah. yeah. So watch this fucking movie, and I'm like right away like locked in, and I don't think I've ever seen a movie, a horror movie in the theater, where you, you could literally hear a pin drop throughout the whole thing. Oh yeah. And I don't mean like nobody liked it. I mean like, just like we were all like, because I'm not kidding, we were all sitting there like this is real. Like slack jawed. Like I, I can't imagine watching in that setting because I saw it. You know, I still thought it was real because I was young when it came out. But like watching that in a theater with people thinking that it was real, like there must the tension, like holy fuck. People <laughs> yelp like, oh my God. Yeah. And the way that now, and this sounds kind of bad, imagine if you went to a theater now to watch for the first time uh, a phone clip of a cop killing someone. Killing like I'd right. say like a black guy for no yeah, reason. Terrence Crutcher, the latest. Right, who, yeah, who's the one's the latest? Keith Scott and Terrence Crutcher. Like Crutch. imagine <laughs> if instead of seeing that on your phone, like you had to go to a movie theater to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. We're all like kind of leaning in our seats like, like 
what the fuck, what the fuck. And then in the middle of it, when they're running and remember, and Heather's like, oh my God, what is that over there? Over there, over there. Like you just, the, the whole audience is just like, <gasps> like you hear people in the back, like scream, like women screaming. Yeah. Like they just saw a car accident. Yeah. Like we're just like, oh my, like I'm like, I remember just like gripping the chair, like, oh my fucking God. So the movie happens and then it ends the way that it ends and then it cuts to the the uh, the, uh, the credits because yeah. it's just like the sound of, like children laughing like a weird like almost like ominous soundtrack and we all get up and leave no joke Brett in silence yeah have you ever seen a movie where we all get up and leave in silence no because you thought people were just killed in front of you yeah because you think of people like yeah, what'd you think of? no what'd you think I'm not like I no never they died <laughs> experiences people saw but God we're walking out and like the group and where they finally leave and we're just like what the fuck? Because again, no one has announced this is real. Some say it is, but in the same way, like when a video goes viral of like, you know, babysitter slapping a kid or like a cop getting, shooting it. And you're like, wait, is this real? Is this for like, and then you find out either it's real or it's not. But you're like, huh? Imagine having a communal experience for that. And it taking weeks. By the way, a week later, I went to Europe or excuse yeah. me, most specifically, uh, uh, Scotland mm-hmm. for a family vacation. So then, and then movies came out later there. So then after I see this thing, I think it's real. Then, and it came out like a week later. Yep. Then the two weeks I was gone when it came out, and again, before smartphones, before the, the popular the internet, because it comes out later, I go to Scotland, and I'm like, I think I just saw a bunch of kids get fucking killed. Yeah. It, not until I came so back. So it ruined your Scotland trip. No, it's fine. Mentally. No, it's still great. <laughs> Love Scotland. But I mean, it came back, and then it had been out for a week, and I was like, this bullshit movie's fake. Here, look at these pictures of these actors. It's like, yeah, just kidding. And it's kind of, yeah, I knew it was fake. Well, Heather Donahue has written some interesting pieces for some publications lately. Being like, really? What it was like to be killed, you know, and like have to pretend like she was Because those dead. actors, what, disappeared leading up to yeah. it. Yeah, no, like, they made oh. them pay, play along with no pay or anything. Like There was no like, hey, we're going to pay you to keep quiet. It was just like, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you can't fucking, you can't exist right now. I mean, this is a type of movie, and everyone's done like the backstory, and there's millions of articles about it. But I will say, this movie is one of these like lightning strikes things. Where a, the two guys who made this movie, um, Daniel Merrick and Merrick Edward and Sanchez. Eduardo Sanchez. Sanchez. You know, I don't know the details of his X story, but they kind of had thing about like, they were talking about horror movies. Yeah, they, th- they just them. thought they hadn't seen a movie like that, and they had said something like, "I think it was the show either uh, Rockford Files or In Search of, or some sort yeah. of like." Like forensic files. Yeah, where they watch it, like, oh, scary, because they thought it was real. So they thought, wouldn't it be interesting to make a documentary? Because those shows are like documentaries. Even they yeah. have narrators and this and yeah, that. Yeah, they're fake. To make that be like, you know, people get lost in the woods and it's haunted and they disappear. So right away, that's one of those things where it's like, you can't manufacture that. That's stroke of genius. That's what happens when two young creative people are just like, and with the constraints of no money. They're like, what, what's actually scary? What can we do for no money? So they make this thing. You know, they have those guys go out and they improvise this thing sort of with like giving them like, you know, Oh, Hey, th- today, why don't you guys spend all day improvising? A map is lost and you're upset. You feel this way. You feel this way. You feel this way. Just go. They specifically looked for really good improvise. Yeah. Improvise able actors. So nobody's done this. I'm sure the whole time they're like, when this is done, it'll be a nice proof of concept for something a little bit more budgeted. So then when they finally put out into the world and people are freaking out and then they hook up with, I think it's Miramax. No, it's new line. Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Wow. I was wrong twice. Yeah. Then when they finally get it, get that hype, then Lionsgate is smart to be like, we can't just release this. We need to like scare people the way you scared us. Well, it was Arti- when, actually it was Artisan. Well, whoever it was, doesn't right. matter. Whoever Lionsgate distributed, whoever it, saw it had enough sense to be like, guys, like they know it's bullshit. Like, oh, because they're like, yeah, we just yeah. made this thing up. It's like, we can't let people know. We can't let the cat out of the bag yet. This is before fucking everyone said every thought on Twitter. 
So before people see this, we're going to release it, but we want to keep this going. So we're going to put money into what now is called a viral campaign. By the time it was like, we're going to convince people through our marketing strategy that this actually happened. We want to keep this going. Right. I mean, I guess Catfish was the only other movie that would do this as successfully. Well, like Dark like, Knight had a good viral campaign, but it had nothing to do with like, like treating it. No, like I'm talking true. about how right. like yes. the, how Catfish was another Catfish one. Catfish was, like, was true. Yeah. They they were able to manipulate they, it later. Be like, this, no, this is totally real. Yeah, yeah, same thing. But but obviously, Blair Witch is the first movie to do so because even yeah. Cannibal Holocaust was like, yeah, of course. It's My thing. favorite thing about it is that not only did they make this elaborate website with all these newsreels and. Uh, Manufactured newspaper articles and fake TV reports and say back when that was yeah. like oh it's scanned and online it must be 1999 real. yeah well, people just said they saw it on the internet they thought it was real. they also worked out some sort of deal with the Sci-Fi Network mm-hmm. to release something called the Curse of Blair Witch maybe that's what I saw was that before that it came, came out, out before the movie came out maybe I did see that so I saw like, something that was they like, this planted is real. it yeah. they planted like the, the gene the, first of all the genius of doing that but also the like veracity of the of the network to be like yeah we're gonna put air this thing that's clearly bullshit. It's we're basically a 45 like, minute ad for the movie. Yeah, and also that be like, we're going to take the thing you made and act like it's news. Yeah. That's it was insane. incredible. That's insane. Insane. I mean, it paid off, but it's also like, could have been. Which, yeah, it could have been huge. That'll come back to Blair Witch 2 with someone mm-hmm. making, maybe not Berlin liking Jr. that yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, but, but this, again, yeah. this was much like how Catfish manipulated the media when it came out. And there's other smaller examples of movies. I think like Cloverfield's can, uh, ad campaign strategy and. Uh, it's probably, obviously, there's so many others. Being able to like understand the media landscape the moment something comes out and know how to manipulate it. It's kind of hard now because everything's connected now, but they were really smart in going, not only do we have a really interesting movie, I mean, it, I don't know if I've said this before in this episode, but we both love this movie. Yes, it's fucking We watched excellent. it recently. I watched it's still it, excellent. I watched it a few days it's ago. It's still excellent. It's still good. It's still, it still tricks me sometimes but, into um, thinking it's like But genuine. I'm getting at is like, the stars aligning of them actually making an excellent movie and everyone being like, we want to present this in a way that kind of like takes experience outside of the movie and use hype. I mean, now not such a cliche thing to be like, get them hyped up on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But back then it was like... No, it was game changing. Yeah. Truly. All they did was put up a website where nobody knew what the fuck websites were and they went there and were like, oh my God, this is... I remember going to that website and being like, holy shit, look at all this information about these people that are actually missing. Yeah. Because you can't lie on the internet. Yeah. Who would think to do that? Yeah. Um. So this movie, the way it opens, if you recall, are we gonna really go over the fucking details of Blair Witch? Everyone's seen it. I don't have they. Well, let's talk about like the legend of it, because like there's some there's there's mythology that's I think there's books that people have written since sure. then, and like tons probably people of shit. in the cast because they can't get jobs. <laughs> so like, actually, I didn't realize this until I did some research. But Heather Donahue was on uh, Always Sunny. She's that first season. She's the one that tells uh, Charlie that. Her kid is his, and that's not. Oh, he's like that shitty kid who spits at him and stuff like that. That's funny. Remember the they yeah. start like shooting hoops. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, my baby's yours." And like, huh? Like that's Heather Donahue. Oh my god. I mean, I don't know what she's done since then, but that's the one thing where I was like, "How do I know this?" Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So, basically, the movie everyone knows just three kids trolling out in the woods, filming shit. The the only concept- they went to go find the Blair Witch. It's a legend in the the small yeah. town that I think Heather's from, or that they heard. And of though. course, they get lost, very very lost. Mm-hmm. And every night when the crazy when, shit happens, every night crazy shit happens, which like is a formula that Paranormal Activity stole. That so many Another genius thing though. So what, many found like, footage. Let's movies talk about stole. crazy things: yeah. hearing sounds, not seeing anything, finding piles of rocks that just finding piles of rocks yeah. and stick men everywhere. Setting up their tent at night and then waking to find like piles of rocks around. Like how could they possibly set the tent up in the middle of a pile of rocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy just, goes missing by the night they hear him screaming then they find like bundles of sticks with T 
teeth in it the next day. Oh yeah, that's, remember that? Yeah, that was incredible. It's like it's like ripped up, like it's it's tied it's together, like wrapped like, up in his shirt. And, and, and then yeah. when they find the house, oh, it's it's masterfully done. I know, but I think it's, it's so masterful is because this was like uncharted territory. There was nothing to kind of like, um, oh, found footage is a thing. Now people like almost try to like shoehorn the tropes into their story. Yes. What makes Blair Witch so great is like there was no tropes. And Buddy, they whatever they Buddy that's what makes the the, the remake. So fucking terrible. Oh, I know. So there you go. Spoiler alert. It's an hour 14 in, so I, I didn't see it, but... I saw Blair Witch opening night, fr- Friday night. I paid, this new I one. paid dollars to see it. Real quick? Um, It sucks. I can't it's, believe it. It's terrible. God damn it. I was so... Ugh. And I love I love Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett for the most part. These guys are great. But it's... I didn't realize it until re-watching Blair Witch, the original, the Blair Witch Project this week. It's This movie is not a sequel or a follow-up. It's a fucking remake. Like, almost to a stunning degree, every scene is, like, the same. Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project has proven to us that, yes, it's all about timing, but also in the same way that, like, if you discover on magic... You saying it was lightning in the bottle is totally accurate. Yeah. When you discover on that magic, that lightning, it is impossible to recreate it. Like, I don't, I don't like catfish and I don't yeah. like paranormal activity, sure. but I get why they're popular. Yeah. But we've seen so many different versions it's of it. It's been 17 just, years. It's just like dummy. Like, like it's any been other, 17 years. Any other Blair Witch movie, you instantly are like, this is for dummies. Any other paranormal activity movie, all the sequels, all stuff like it, terrible. Yeah. I don't like catfish, but other the catfish like movies are like, oh yeah. But duh, duh, duh. It's like they hit, they, they fucking get lightning in a bottle and then Idiots are like, well, we'll just remake it or try our own version. It's like, no, it's not gonna work because once so, you realize it's fake, yeah, in its own way, it's the, like then the it, problem goodbye. is, it's like we know the magic trick; it doesn't work. We've been inundated with seventeen years of imitators of this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seventeen years, and then they try and do it again, God, and they don't update years. it in I any fucking way. I still remember coming home from Piper's Alley, yeah, and staying. It looks like it was still it was college break, so I was staying yeah. with my parents. You freaked out? I mean, it was like a midnight screening, so I got home like at two in the morning. And I couldn't go to sleep. I just stayed up like in my bed because I was too afraid to go to sleep because I was so scared of the dark. I remember not being feeling comfortable to fall asleep until the sun started rising. I, I stood <laughs> awake for five to six hours, freaked out like, what the hell did I just see? And what does this mean? And is this real? And replaying the ending over and over again in my mind and thinking about it. And then when I heard the birds chirping, the sun going up, I was almost like, okay, I can go to sleep now. So the problem is... I was is, traumatized by that yeah. movie. So this remake, I was so excited for. I didn't think it was a remake. It sounded like it was like a sequel. I guess we're bouncing or like, around. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? Yeah, the go. Question? What do you want me to say? Um, so so the remake. The remake. The new one. Well, it doesn't matter. We can talk about the same thing. They're the same fucking movie. So it doesn't matter. Um, same plot Is it three to, people going in the woods to fu- the document it the might be. Witch? It might be four. But, but is it, okay, but is it let like me tell you, let me let me tell you the connection to the does original. Does the Blair Witch movie exist in this universe like the way it did in the in the and the, in the sequel? Movie? Yeah. In a well, no, it's not a movie in that it's it's yeah, well, it's real in the universe because the guy the lead is is Heather's brother, and Heather was four years old or he was four years old when Heather died. I mean, whatever the whatever the thing is, yeah. he was four years old when Heather died. So the plot of this movie is, hey, why don't we go into the woods where my where my sister died, and um. And find this thing and just... Tr- he thinks she's still alive, inexplicably. He's like, I think she might be there. So How many years? Go. It's been... He's he's probably 20-something in this movie. But it's been like 17 years. Yeah. So he's like, maybe she fucking figured out how to... How he's to make, like 21. She figured out how to make a log cabin. And, and she's just there. living there. Yeah. So the plot of this movie Wait, is inexcusable. I know. 
And she starts off being like, I want to go find my dead uh, cousin. He wants to explore from, it. Yeah, yeah. From 17 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So the plot of this movie. Because I think she's still there. So right away, it's like, ugh, this is this fabricating a reason to exist. I'd have been like, wait, what? It's been 17 years. But it's like, just like, uh, what? Star Wars, the, the new Terminator movie last year, uh-huh. Jurassic World. There's a few other ones that are literally, they're not sequels. They're remake. They're called remake wolves. What they're calling them now. Mm-hmm. It's very much. If you watch episode seven and you also watch Star Wars episode four, A New Hope, you'll realize that they're kind of the same movie. It's the same movie. Yeah. Um, this isn't even. I was a, like watching Blair Witch Project again. I was taken aback by wow. They just really. It's this. It's a remake, and no one's calling it that. It's a remake. This movie is a remake, not a sequel. Which sucks. <sighs> I'm so sad to hear. Because that. why remake it? Why remake a movie that was so, as you said, lightning in a bottle? Like the only reason this movie became such a worldwide phenomenon is because of their genius marketing, because of how it was mm. presented. Excuse me, that's and a part because of it was but done the well. Idea, but the idea of just being like, and it was new then. Exactly, like 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 not like telling a great story, but also like in a new way no one had done before. So there's no reason for like, seventeen years later to remake it to do it again. To so like oh. It's this found footage thing, like the shaky so, cams, that and the original like. works because everything is withheld from you. And yeah. You don't, you don't see shit, and it's yeah. horrifying. This one is, it's the same thing in a way. I, I want to say something real quick, yeah. and when we get into Berlinger's uh, Book of Shadows movie, he made this point too. I just want to point out, watching the original Blair Witch Project, the cam is not that shaky. No, it's not. But the fun, it's, not, my it's favorite, actually shot like people were trying. My favorite part of the, the original that like. You think about this. There's some shaky parts for the away. most part, but most part it's like shot really well. So this movie's so realistic about like they only have this much food, they only have this much blah, blah, blah. The camera never dies. That's like the continuity oh, the battery error. never dies. They never make a, like in a, in a movie now, they're probably like, hey, let's make a point to like show them replacing the battery or something. There's none of that and Blair Witch just kind of exists. Well, they need you to. to you have I mean, to let that go. I would have assumed like, yeah, they have like a lot a, of batteries. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Well, I it's, a, it was it's, funny. A, it's, a, it's a black and white Super 8 camera, a 35 millimeter? Uh, it's not quite black and white. And a video camera that, yeah. like, back then, like, those those batteries last forever. Yeah, okay. So it's fine. Eh. Anyway, this one, so there's no, there's no like, jump scares in the original. It's like, you're just, like, watching it, and you're like, <sighs> holy shit. Like, this is horrifying. The first, until the last 20 minutes of the new one, yeah. every scare in the movie is a fake-out jump scare with, like, you know, something, something, something. Blah. Hey, it's me. Yeah, and you're like, oh, oh hey, God, so oh, scared. Oh, I heard you peeing. I thought I'd come over. Yeah, every, every jump, every scare in the movie is that. And I was appalled. I'm like, this is not... Like, what is this movie? Um, I think it tries to do the thing where Blair Witch withholds information. Like, it it uh it kind of insinuates there's like a alien parasite maybe in this girl's foot. What? Yes, truly. Watch the movie and tell me no, if I'm like off. This is horrible. Tell me if I'm off base. But one of the first things that happens is the girl like steps on something and it becomes it gets in her body and like they think it's infected and stuff. But it just, it looks like an alien, like it moves around in there. There's one shot where like you see it moving and everyone's like, what is that? Inside and, your skin. Yeah. And, and it's you, like the ruins. Yeah. Right. 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 And they never get back to it. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like, like I think uh, their idea was like, uh, it's like the mis- the mystery of Blair Witch. Like, what could like, it be? Oh, it's like the roots of trees inside of you. It's yeah. like, cause, cause, cause everything about both, both the, the Blair Witch and the, and the Book of Shadows, like everything's very organic to yeah. be like, oh, it's the woods and she's a witch of the woods. Like, yeah. It's so, very, okay. Uh, the one thing that works about the new one is the thing they don't explore at all, what? which is the idea that like 
how time passes while they're there. Like in the original, like they're lost and like they, they say they went south yeah. all day and they end up in the same place. Yeah. And you have to think, well, they probably just fucked up and walked around and you thought they or were lost. Or the witches were things. Or things are fucked up and the yeah. woods are alive and stuff. Okay. And that's what Blair Witch, these, there are elements in the new one where it's like, oh, they're going to go there. It's going to be interesting because they literally, they like lose two of the people they're with for a while and then they find them again and they're like we've been here for five days like where are you guys and they're like wait I'm sorry can you say that again like the t- two people fall off from their crew and get lost right right and then the next the later that night they find them again and the people like look disheveled as hell like like they've been gone for like at war for a week and the guy's like how long have you guys been here like we've been lost for five days and they're like we've only it's only we, lo- we saw you six hours ago what do you mean that's so stupid I think that's cool and I like that no, idea. I don't like that at all. I like the, I like the idea that like the woods. That's is, like that second cube move. The woods, yeah, like the woods. Is, that? Yeah, I do. Cube hyperspace or oh. whatever. I think hypercube. Like, <laughs> I like the idea that the woods are alive and and like manipulating them, but that is like an offhand, one one off thing in the movie. Like they don't explore that enough. Regardless if it works or not, the fact that they were like, "You guys been gone for hours." No, been gone for like five days. And like, oh, that's weird. Like. Don't put something that colossal in there if you're not going to explore it. Exactly. And the, the, like, the why biggest, would you just throw that the out The biggest there, like, example yeah, that it, this sums up the whole movie's ineptitude to me. Yeah. They introduce a drone camera early on where I kind of rolled my eyes because there was a scene in the Poltergeist remake where they throw a drone into the into the other side and it's like, fuck I'm you. I'm my forehead. I know. It's awful. But in this movie, I was like, you know what? A drone camera could be cool. They could like see some, throw it up in the air and show some cool, scary shit. But makes you know it what, also makes sense that a documentary film crew would, would have a drone, drone camera. Yeah, okay. So I was totally on board. Like, yeah, right, I'm like, you know what? Give me whatever drone camera horror is going to happen. Put it in the maybe category. What nothing. Happened? Nothing. What do you they mean? They crash it into a tree and it's done. That's it. So That's it. I don't understand if like they had a budget for it and then someday they were like, you know what? We, we're going to have to scrap that scene. They, they don't use it. Mm. They crash it into a tree and then it's gone. That's it. Why? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. There's a scene where a character climbs up a tree later to try and get it, like, but it's not enough to like crash it. Like they didn't u- like it's like it's like a MacGuffin, but like a like a fuck you MacGuffin. Fuck it. Um. So when with so everything in this spo- movie I'm ask you is a spoiler. Bad. Yeah. They like in the first one end up at the house at the end. Yes. The oh, exact really? same ending. They want they end up at the house in the last ten minutes, twenty minutes maybe, because the scene in the house same is actually, two people, just two people. Two, left? Yeah, and it's yeah handprints on the walls. Yeah. Is it in color and black and white? That scene in the house is probably like tins with black no, and white. No, the one that you saw, that was the new movie. It's not in black and white. The original's not in black and white either. Listen to me very carefully. The house. The, at the end of the house, the only camera she has is the black and white one. Uh, it's all black and white at the end. I don't remember. I think it was... So there's only two people left and people, she goes upstairs and she runs downstairs well, in to the, find in, the in other guy one, standing in the corner? In this one, it's like more to the point of how the woods are fucking with them. They go up she like runs up the stairs and, and it ends up being like a loop. Like... It's just like constantly the movie's throwing all these like loose ideas at you. Like maybe the, the woods are fucked up. Maybe this house is like uh-huh. the stairs never stop. And it's like all these like supernatural things. And it's never explores any of them anymore. It's just like all little hints like, huh? What if this is the thing? So it's like a grab bag of what it could be. And they still don't show you. So I think that, that that's what their idea of the Blair Witch is. Just like projecting their idea onto it. But the mm-hmm. ending is still the same, basically, with like them in the so house. So last shots they go downstairs. But her is in. She's there's this really intense scene where she's like crawling through like a tunnel in the house. Yeah, I see that and in that, the in the trailer. That is the only part where like because I'm kind of claustrophobic y and sure. it's like it's like, like the, oh remember the descent? Fuck. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it's like that. There's a lot of shit in there. It's like Yoda. But basically, my problem with Blair Witch is it's a fucking chore to sit through because we've seen this movie 17 years worth of times. Yeah, we've seen this movie so many times. Remake so There's many no times. reason to remake it. 
Um, every jump scare is a fucking jump scare. There's no real scares. And I, I just couldn't believe that, that there were no scares in it. I, I'm still like shaking my head at it. So and depressing. it's just loud. It's going to be the turkey slaughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They mistake loud noises because it's really loud. Like really, and like just like like cameras falling over or something, and just like loud, scary things. They mistake that for horror, and it's not. And there's one scene I'll spoil it. Fucking Sorry, Wingard, fucking like he's like a horror master. I know. I, I don't understand what it happened. Seems like such a huge step back for these they, guys. They they took. <laughs> there's a scene where like this chick gets all mad at one of the stick men and breaks it in half, and then one of the people there with like a voodoo doll style breaks in half. But they don't show it. Whoa! It's yeah, oh. it's really cool. Like they cut, you know, it's like handy cam, so it's like you hear the crack and then you look and then she's on the ground and that's the only time you see it and they don't explore that anymore either. And it's just like every element that I wanted them to be like, yeah, run with that, run with that. They don't. What a bummer. What a fucking bummer. It was a full-on disappointment. I mean, I, There's I, nothing to I'm sure the people like listening to the podcast know that we've been we've been so excited for Oh, this. I was so hyped for him. Yes. Oh, damn it. Yeah, so it was just a huge bummer. Um, Get Wingard on the phone. I almost wanted to get Wingard and, and Sarah by the way, those the guys podcast. are tweeting like... I know. I mean, they're having Sandra fun about Barrett, it. It was just yeah. like, well, I know the box stuff is bad, but at least the critics hated it. Yeah. He's just like, it's the, just everything that they're tweeting out is just like, yep. I think they tried to do what they think people wanted to explore. No, they didn't. Fuck it. I'm not going to defend Who them. Who knows? I mean... They didn't, it just sounds like a pilot. It shit. was just sound design that was all the... Ju- that it were all the, horror, the, all the jump scares. And like the sound... It was awful. It was bad. But I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, do you think they got pulled in to be like, hey, we want you to remake because we're rebooting Blair Witch. We want you guys to make a movie, but it's got to be almost exactly like the Let's original. Let's talk about the marketing and how it switched so hard because the original was so heavily marketed and like everyone knew about it beforehand. I want to point this out, one, when, they did, when, they, when it was still being advertised in the woods, I think it, the idea was we don't want people to know too early we're remaking the Blair Witch or rebooting yeah. it. So I think that was less, that was just to be like, we want to pull fast when a Comic-Con. Yeah. But Which look, is fine. no one cares. Think, well, until As the, the evidence showed in the no, box office, people were hyped until the. But then the movie was a fucking flop. Well, yeah, but it. Yo, horror, horror travels movies, fast, dude. Come horror, on, I know, but horror movies open huge. Like you've no, they seen don't. this year. No, they do not. This whole summer, they do well in the box office. They do not open well. They got to do okay in the box office the first weekend, and then the hype keeps it going. That's wrong, dude. What movies horror have movies killed are the first so week top of the box heavy. Office? All of them. What? You're wrong. You're top wrong. Top heavy. Well, every horror movie box office is top heavy. I'm telling you. Really? Look, yeah. Look at uh, like what? Like anything. Don't breathe. But this huge is, opening week. That movie had no marketing and it's getting huge reviews. Yeah. No, it and has, it's still doing it had well. Relentless marketing. You're crazy. Relentless? No. Dude, we've been seeing. We've been t- how long? We've been talking about Don't Breathe before we saw it. All year. Yeah, us were fucking dorks. <laughs> that was not a nationally known movie that people want to go see. I don't know. I'm saying my I, point is this movie had no excuse for shitting the bed at the box office, other than well, the, it's a bad movie. Other than a, it's a bad movie, but Lionsgate misinterpreting the fandom of the original because but I don't they think that's anything to do with with the saying no it's one, the woods to the last minute. No, 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 no. I just think the the woods the last minute switch to Blair Witch was didn't, a marketing strategy. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it didn't work clearly. Well, because the movie's bad. So you think if the movie was good, it would it would have done fine? Absolutely. I don't think critics matter that much at all. No, the critics either. I think people would have seen it, but like that's amazing. Go see it. I don't think. Dude, well, you know what? The we movie were, costs five million dollars. It still is profitable. I know they're fine. It's at the speed of tweets. If everyone went on Friday, loved it, and tweeted, "This is the most amazing movie." People would have seen it Saturday and Sunday. It's already made twenty plus worldwide on a five budget. It's fine. I know it's fine, but fucking am just pissed that it's bad. 
Um, more interesting than the remake, you know what, is Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. So before we get into it. Very we fascinating movie. I am so fast with the movie. I want to say real quick, I, don't, I do not like this movie. I think it's terrible. I think it's stupid. I think, I that, think it's pretty bad, but I, I see what they, I, I see a good movie in there, maybe. Yes. So we're going to talk about Joe Berlinger in a second here. The reason I can't, they kind of flopped around because I listened to the director's commentary and did read some articles that you did as well. This whole thing leading up to, so let's take it back to the massive, smash, gigantic success of the Blair Witch Project. Clearly, there's going to be a sequel. A year, who less else, than a year later, and right? And who else to call in but an actual documentary filmmaker, a guy who's responsible for, at the time, arguably the most effective, not popular, effective in terms of, of like, time. What, like getting people off of a crime because his movie was so In convincing. terms of making yeah. a great documentary that's cinematic that actually... Like what documentary and filmmaker is meant to do. It is actually an excellent... Those three movies, but especially the first one, Paradise Lost. The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. Is actually an excellently made film. You can watch on Amazon Prime. Excellently made documentary that also just has like... The, the impact just kept snowballing to where he eventually got them out of jail. So who... The fact that the Blair Witch Project was considered a mockumentary, even though it's not a comedy, but the fact that it was like, oh, people thought it was a documentary, so now we make a sequel, so why don't we get an actual, wide, well-known, respected documentary filmmaker? I'm going to I'm gonna say before we go further, if it's 1999 and someone said, hey, Brett Arnold, we got to get a documentary filmmaker in here that's like really great, Like who would you pick? Like who, who else at the time was considered like a great documentary filmmaker? The only one I can think of is Errol Morris. Right. Yeah. Who they ain't getting. They're not getting Aaron Morris to do the Blair Witch 2. So to bring him in, I guess he was pitching a different movie. What happened was Joe Berlinger went to Artisan to try and get funding for some other documentary. He didn't say what it was. Yeah, he just was trying to get money for another another movie. And they said no, but here are but three scripts cool. for the Blair Witch sequel. And she hated all of them. And he hated all of them. But they clearly were like, look, it's a, doc- it's a mockumentary, or let's say documentary, yeah. and people are hyped on it because it's a year later, so why don't we now get an actual documentary filmmaker? Yes. To make a so fictional he documentary. He didn't like any of the scripts that they had, and he offered his pitch, mm-hmm. and they liked it. Now, I think the key to why this movie is terrible lies within his pitch. I feel like we're going to talk about ad nauseum, so let's try not to go over hours of this, because it's incredible what he wanted to do. And I'm not incredible like it would have been a good movie, per se, but his... It's like his if, ambition. If you go on Vimeo, you can find the, the Book of Shadows director's commentary on his actual Vimeo page. And yeah, because they let him for some reason do the... Do the I don't know why... They, commentary. I don't know why Artisan let him do that because for that's st- on the DVD. For start to finish, yes, he pretty much says the same thing over and over again, which yeah. is, do you want to explain what his, what his motives were, what he was thinking about when he was doing what his pitch was? Oh, sure. Well, Joe Berlinger wanted to make a movie that wasn't necessarily a sequel to The Blair Witch, but it was like a comment on it. And, I, and what kind of baked in to a negative comment about what... How the, media shapes people's perceptions. But specifically how unfair it was the way they marketed the movie and also specifically about... And this is why I think it would have never been a good movie if he got to do whatever he want. He basically, how stupid people are. Now, this is 1999 or 2000. 2000. So, so this movie comes out. And as I said before, I went and saw it thinking that was real. And then... It took a while because this is before the internet age. It took a while for the deceit and be like, oh, this is bullshit. But Berlinger, who's an actual documentary filmmaker and takes documentary filmmaking very seriously, the way, like, say, journalists would, which I would kind of consider him a journalist, he 
was furious about the way that the Blair Witch Project Should we was stop handled. for a second and Go say ahead. that he directed Metallica, some kind of monster? Yes, excellent film. Uh, fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And also the new Tony Robbins... Uh, I am not your guru. guru. So Berlinger at the time is a well-respected documentary filmmaker who clearly had a, had a fucking uh, 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 you know, bug up his craw that a movie <laughs> came out that was documented... Or excuse me, advertised... Hyped as, as a documentary. As a documentary. Yeah. And he was like, well, clearly it's not. And people wouldn't see him being like, let's go watch these kids get killed. It took months for people to be like, it's not real. And he was like, that is so irresponsible, which I technically think is true. He's yeah. like, because for a guy who made a real documentary about these fucking kids who got thrown in jail for life for co- crimes that clearly didn't commit, he's like, hey, man, this shit isn't funny. Like people, and he even says in the, the doc, oh, excuse me, not the documentary, his director's commentary about how it's kind of, kind of passing now like we all know this but back then in 99 he's like people believe what they see on TV people believe if you make a fake documentary or news reports being like hey this is real people will believe it and he's trying to get three guys off fucking death row for something they didn't do he's like don't don't manipulate people the way that I'm genuinely trying to save humans lives so he says like look it's amazing what they did but morally this is, was a bit ambiguous and he kind of like danced around it, but I think off mic. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He'd be like, "That's kind of shitty what they did." Yeah, not the makers of Blair Witch. No, but how it was cre- how, how it, was, it was marketed. Yeah. So when he went in to make this movie, his pitch was, "I want to do a story about people that will kind of represent the audience of the Blair Witch and Americans in general. How they're so dumb that they get hyped up over rumors of things in media, and they go out to find something real, and it eventually kind of ends up to." bite them in the ass at the end or if he was like look I never wanted to say if it was real or not I don't know what like do anything other than the fact like he wanted to make a movie where it was like see a bunch of people go to find the Blair Witch because they saw the movie and they thought it was real and then it's kind of a bust when they go out there but weird things keep happening and happening and then at the end they may or may not have been guilty of crimes that happened well it's interesting even the characters in the film are the real names well, the real names, but like the way that like the, the archetypes were structured, like there's a Wiccan who in real life, the Wiccans were upset at the way the film represent, misrepresented them. And then there's the goth girl because the goth crowd loved the paranormal and the outside the box yes. idea of the movie and wanted to follow it. Then there were the intellects, the two people who were just there to like learn about it. To be who, like, this is real. To Why do you think this is, yeah. wanted to go on base and prove it's not real because it's like Loch Ness Monster yeah. Territory. People like, then, thought it was real. And then the homeboy from Burn Notice... Jeff the, Donovan. Jeff Donovan is the entrepreneur who was making money off the film's success. So again, like, so if you watch the movie, you're like, oh yeah, this movie is kind of like a statement on the first movie. So real quick though, if you think about it though, I can't think of an example because I thought about this. I'm sure maybe there's one I don't realize where there was a hit movie and then the sequel was made to basically comment on the original movie that was successful. People have tried it, but whenever you kind of basically either express or imply hey know the movie you guys all love that this is basically the sequel of hey let me explain to you why it's bullshit and you're stupid like what movies yeah. have done that have been does Scream 2 but that movie's so Scream, meta also anyway meta. Yeah, like it's know. hard to say um, does um, Gremlins 2 maybe but the new batch but even um, even on Dante on um, WTF was like he didn't want to do it but it was so much money so he basically made a movie destroying the Gremlins legacy. He was just like, I want to make fun of this movie and destroy it because I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain to think where a filmmaker wanted to make a pretty baked-in commentary on the original and the hysteria. Right. And now people like, what has that it's, succeeded? That's never been well, a good idea. But that's, that's a why terrible it, idea. That's why it's interesting, though. 
also. Well, it's interesting to want to do that, but you know what? If he had made this movie, hang on. If he made this movie a year later after the hype, if he had made, instead of it being the Blair Witch sequel, if he had made a movie just that was, quote, standalone, mm-hmm. that who gives a shit what it's called? Yeah. Like it's a standalone movie, I think it would have been a lot more successful because people would have been like, oh, I get what he's doing here. Yeah. The fact they made a Blair Witch sequel, because he said in the commentary, he was like, it's like an ultimate troll. He said, I was making a movie for two types of people, an audience of two types of people that were going to hate it regardless. He's yeah. like, there's nothing I could have done. He's like, the Blair Witch. Fans are gonna hate this because it's not a it's not a rehash of the what the original. Yeah, and the people who hated it are gonna hate it because it's basically commenting on why they hate. it. I like how he wanted to make the like literally the first half of the movie nothing foreboding happens. Mm-hmm. He just wanted it to be like a funny like thing. So here's what happens. So he makes his movie, shoots it the way he wants. Yes, and then turns in a cut. The thing becomes a nightmare in post production, but he knew it was gonna happen. So he's kind of just like, eh, what are you gonna do? Few things. One, it opens with a title card. Basically talking about, oh, this movie called The Blair Witch. He's Not there. That. He doesn't want that. Studio did that. And he was mad because this title card, he says in the commentary, and this is true, it completely destroys, or dare I say, negates the exact premise of the movie he made. Yeah. Because he made a movie where he wanted people in the movie to go, yeah, we saw this thing called The Blair Witch that's fake. They came out that it's fake. But we still think it's real to kind of be like, I understand the motives of these stupid people who saw a movie that they know is fake but think is real. The title card, however, makes it seem like, frames it like it's it says, still real. It says it's a dramatization of a thing. No. He said yeah. that, he said the card makes it seem like that it actually still happened. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the opening card, if I recall. I just watched it. It said, like, this movie is a dramatization of a real event, which it's not. But he had said that he wanted it to, to come out the gate being like... The he didn't want it to have that at all. Fic- no, but he wanted everyone to be on the same page watching it of that. The Blair Witch is a fictional movie that's not real. Right. And all these people are like, again, being like, oh, you know the thing that's not real? We think it's still real. Because he was making a comment on why do these dummies still think it's real? It's clearly a thing of fiction. Why do witchcraft people still give a shit? Why are people still trying to make money off the fact that it's real? Why are intellect still debating its merits? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the cards makes it seem like, uh, maybe it did happen. And he's just like, no, you fucking ruined it. Also, throughout the film, there's these interrogation scenes of the main characters basically saying like, oh, like basically foreshadowing that they have committed a crime. He he shot all that and he wanted to only be at the end. Like you said before, he wanted yeah. to start off about basically, he wanted the first 30 minutes to be a poorly made documentary where people are trying to prove the Blair Witch is real mm-hmm. and then they fail, but then shit happens when they get back. But the studio was like, nah, it's too kind of boring. It doesn't make sense. So they made him shoot these like gory murder scenes that he hates. Yeah. And then also put those and also scenes from the interrogation throughout the movie. And he says, again, that completely killed the pace and the tone of the movie. Yeah, the movie's a, clearly a studio fucking hack job. Yeah, oh like, my God. so bad. He also said, because after the movie even came out and said that it was not real, the first original Blair Witch Project, people were still going to Burkittsville and yeah. like demanding to talk to people like, it's real. Yeah. And he said, so they went there a year later to They shoot. wanted to kick him out. Yeah, they, they chased yeah. him out of there. Near, yeah. Almost none of the movie shot in Burkittsville. Yeah. So he says he wanted to make a movie that, that was commenting on the multiple levels of reality, uh, meant to comment on the dangers of blurring the lines of reality and fiction, a comment on how the first Blitter Witch was received. So his whole thing, because he's a documentary filmmaker with a buck up his ass, is not only did he want to make a comment, you watching it, like 
see how dangerous it is for someone to present to you something's fiction when it's not or something's real yeah, when it's actually fiction. Yeah, you dummies. But you also want to make a movie about people who go to make a thing because they think it's real and then the whole movie, he said he wanted to be completely ambiguous if they ever committed those crimes or not. They ever want to kill those people or not. And there's a line early on where, uh, where they're shooting video and film and then a character says, uh, film lies, video tells video the truth. Tells the truth. Yes. Because this is in 1999 where if anything was like filmed, yeah. oh, I'm not filmed, if anything was video, like a video of something Digital or other, video. it was automatically assumed to be truth. Yeah. He makes a comment about O.J. Simpson gets off because his uh, legal counsel manipulates the media. Yeah. And it's like, who knows if he's innocent or not, his legal counsel manipulated the media. Right. He looks at... Um, uh, 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 Rodney King and even though it's a horrible thing that happened he's like this is 30 seconds of video that people saw and then burned down most of Los Angeles I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't he's just making a point to be like this was a time then in the 90s where if something was on video it was treated like truth sure. so I'm gonna make a movie where they videotape something and they watch it and they go oh this happened because it's video or these security cameras and he, and he forever wanted you to le- walk away with the question and be like wait did they actually kill those people or is it manipulated? Did they know it or not know it? Did the Blair Witch, in quotes, manipulate things or did they actually yeah. do it and they don't remember? So that's the movie he wanted to make and I think it's interesting and there are elements there that are interesting but the way it's presented, it doesn't make any goddamn sense because the the, the studio wanted like an antagonist mm-hmm. so they shot those scenes with, with the main character in like the mental institution Jeff that Donovan. have nothing to do with anything. Just like, oh, he had any... And then also this imply we, that he's crazy. He turns out of his chair to talk to the girl. And you see him like electrocute real fast. Like yeah. Nothing they manipulated to be like, oh, that's a foreshadow of him dying. So he even said that. And again, like it's intelligent what he wanted to do. I don't think it works as a Blair Witch sequel where he's like, they start from having their separate delusions and then they eventually have communal delusions. And this is a thing that actually is a phenomenon that happens that if people in a group are convinced something's happened or something's haunted or they've been poisoned or whatever, then people suddenly start showing real symptoms and all actually start having similar hallucinations that continue yeah, shared delusions that they continue thinking like, Oh, it's real. Cause you saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it actually has been proven to be a thing that human beings can do. And he wanted to show them having shared delusions. Cause they think like, Oh, the witch is haunting us. But again, at the end you're like, I don't know if this is real or not. I want yeah. to quick say quick side note, even if everything he wanted to say do is true and the studio fucked it up, it's still shot kind of poorly. It's still shot very cheaply. He talks a lot about the lighting, but everything, first they're outside, so it's naturally lit. Then they go back to that warehouse where they stay in the rest of the movie, and it starts with like good lighting, then only overhead lighting. Then towards the end, it's like underlit. You notice when, yeah, when yeah. they go like underlit, and he's like, oh, I want to put the lighting, and it subtly change as their, no, as their it was, perception it was, it change. Was, it was way overly ambitious for a horror sequel. He didn't need to do any of that. I'm not kidding. If even, he yeah. could have made this movie with a different studio who gave him more freedom, would been cool. the fact that Blair Witch, it, just, it shouldn't have been a Blair Witch sequel. Yeah, it shouldn't he should have been. just made because a different would, he, movie He had like contempt it. and spite for the movie yeah. itself. Hey, have com- contempt and spite and make a different fucking movie that's not the Blair Witch. He even, But we mentioned this earlier about how the Blair Witch project is shot versus other, quote, shaky cam movies. Yeah. He said, he was like, you know, what I really hate about this movie, and this is kind of true even today, is that all these people are making these mockumentaries, these fake documentaries with shaky cams and cameras going everywhere. And he's like, we documentary filmmakers never shoot like this. We yeah. try to shoot a cinematic film. We hold the camera. We use tripods. We shoot 
people talking. So the realistic thing would be to do that and not fucking shake. So it if you watch yeah. the beginning quote fake documentary that starts they're making, there's none of that because he was saying like, yeah, because documentaries aren't like that. And by the way, the Blair Witch is barely like that. The only real shakiness is when the when they run in the tent in the middle and she's like, oh my god, what's that? What's that? What's that? Because they're running and shooting. But watch the watch the Blair Witch Project. There's no shaky cam. There's no whipping around. It's actually shot. It's just well. like them running around that people get. Shaky, but about. people start like, oh, I, people start doing like the shake, like it just got absorbed into a documentary trope that isn't true. So he doesn't use any of that because he's like, that's not how you shoot documentaries. Yeah, I don't think Berlinger was wrong. I just think like, yo, dude, you were never gonna do the Blair Witch later. Well, you know what? We might find out next week because apparently Why? Joe Berlinger might do the show. He wants to call us, yeah. Yeah. So I hastily tweeted at him this morning. Because I just had watched Book of Shadows and I mm-hmm. fell into this wormhole online of basically what you're talking about with like yeah. all him. He's so vocal against it. He's yeah. been tweeting since the new one came out. Like, I want my director's cut released. Which you know what? I would love to see a director's cut of and this. By the movie. way, I think you could. I think much like De, uh, De Palma's recut of a uh, of Raisin Cane that yeah. guy did. I think someone could, could do it. I think you can do it because he he clearly says in the, in the director's cut, I didn't want these these scenes. Like, take cut these out. out. Yeah. And I want all the interrogation scene at the end. But I'm sure there's stuff on the cutting room floor he wants in too. Yeah, the the switching out of a song, which this up this podcast opened with the song he wanted and let's end it with the with the song it ended up being which was uh that's too much work what do i do okay you know what <laughs> what's i i know this has an actual song what am i ending disposable with? teens or whatever is that what it is? so like it opens with witchcraft it's he wanted to open with frank sinatra and they opened it with marilyn manson Porsche. can you think of anything that's more opposite of frank sinatra than marilyn manson because i can't i sure can as well um so uh, I'm not saying Blair Witch Two is any good. It's terrible, and, it's I, and, bad. I say, and I'm even saying like he could, he would have never made a good movie as a Blair Witch. You can make good movies, but as far as a Blair Witch sequel, what do you want to do is impossible. Just to fire Blair Witch being on it. I mean, it's just funny because you can clearly tell. Up. Yeah, it's not a good idea for a sequel to Blair Witch, but it's funny that he convinced the studio it, it was. Like they gave him, they let him do it. But I think they, but they still fucked it up at the end, but. Because I think the whole time they knew they were gonna. They shot it. it. They shot the the murder scenes and stuff. The gore five weeks before the movie came out in his Insane. backyard. It's unbelievable, and it's so funny because yeah, the, he said the whole thing. I didn't want them to have the murder the tourists. The only reason the tourists showed up is to show the international appeal of the Blair Witch Project. And I, and I was like, you want to be funny to be like, look all these idiots going. Yeah, to look at all these idiots, yeah. and instead they get murdered just because the studio yeah. wanted some. To corn. be like, yeah, uh, it's you want, unbelievable. You want to focus on the psychological psychological breakdown of the characters. So it was meant to be a thriller, but these characters spiral out of control, and the end was meant to be ambiguous. Like when you see the footage, like are they lying or did some supernatural thing happen or are they delusional? Like what? Really, he didn't want you to know. know it was what? like that end of the thing. Like he didn't want you to know. Yeah, if you're interested in in one of the really weird things about this movie, like there's something called, it's whatever the uh, S rev, S rever. It's the word reverse backwards, and it's like there's all these little hints in Book of Shadows that, like if you play them back, like I'll let you watch it. T- okay. Type in exploring Blair Witch Two Book of Shadows on YouTube. It's a YouTube video uploaded by Good Bad Flicks. There's 210,000 people who have watched it. Shout out to Good Bad Yeah, check it out and look at like all the little weird things that they put in there as Easter eggs. We'll watch it right now after this. Um, I don't want to watch it. There's just so many weird things about this movie. I don't care. I know what I want to know about this movie. To sum it up, Blair Witch Project... Fucking excellent. I mean, it's not as a great, one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It's yeah. actually an excellent movie. It's an excellent movie, and it still holds up. Yeah. Much because like these ones, it's so hard to say because, like, there is, as I said, there's been 17 years of movies imitating it. We're stuck it. at a time right now where dummies watch that movie and extrapolate the wrong things and make terrible movies. 
already times told, but in a hundred years from now, people will forget about all the bullshit. Yeah. And still look at the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project still holds movie. up. Yeah. It still holds up. Yeah. I watched it again this week. It still holds up. Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch remake. Hot garbage. Terrible, but read the Berlinger interviews. Listen to the director's commentary if you want to kill an hour and a half. Yeah. He he's he is a genius and he has some great ideas, but it's just it just it didn't even come close to coming through. It's kind of like, yep, yeah, sorry, bro. I'm gonna hopefully next week's episode will be me and or Joe talking to Joe on the phone Berlinger. about all things Blair Witch Two and what he thinks about the new one. Ask him what he thinks about Saint Anger. I'm gonna ask him what he thinks about Saint Anger. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him I, I do might. You think, hey, do you, you know, know what, uh, Joe? Let me ask you a question. Do you think those guitar solos are stock? <laughs> do you think they're fucking stock? And do you not know what else to tell uh, 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 James Hetfield about his guitar solos? <laughs> well, you know what? I may have a good in on that conversation because what? Metallica is playing a show in New York City on Tuesday night. I think Berlin Joe? No, he's not. And I may be. I may go. And if I go, that'll be a perfect segue. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, tune in next week where hopefully I'll be talking about Book of Shadows again with the fucking director. Yeah, Berlinger. And if you listen to the director's commentary, he makes no bones about how unhappy Yeah, and that's why it. I want to talk to him because he's yeah. so outspoken about yeah. it. So, but, but, but by the way, you got to talk to him about that. You know, I mean, regardless of his, his, uh, his career, I don't care what he thinks about the new Blair Witch movie. I want to know. Like I'm sure. I'm well, sure. He's, I'm he's, sure. he's he's celebrating the box office failure. Of yeah, it, because I think it's less about being like I'm glad it's bad and more to be like see everybody. Because I want to point out that the Blair Witch Project, uh, the Blair Witch Book of Shadows, like tanked his career for years. I'm sure it's a sore spot to be like they they took my movie, they re-edited it, it's terrible, and then he took the blame for it. So I'm sure he's looking to be like, yeah, see, it's not me. Like making a Blair Witch sequel is very hard. But I don't think he's like, yes, I saw it. It's bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. not that kind of guy. No. Because he even praises uh, bad, uh, Sanchez though. and um, and uh, uh, Merrick. Merrick for a movie that they made. He's just like, eh, you know, not cool dis- distribution company. Oh. And I'm sure he has no problem with Wingard and, and Simon Barrett. But whatever, maybe he does. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully. So thanks for listening to New Flesh Podcast. My name is Joe Avella. At Joe Avella on Twitter, please follow me. I need your connection. And I'm. Brett Arnold at Brett Redacted on Twitter. Please follow me, but I'm not going to grovel for it. Can you please rate and interview the podcast on iTunes? Wait, wait. Do it in Edward Snowden voice. <laughs> I think that's very... Like, I think it's very important that you guys rate and review the podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think you understand that iTunes is spying, spying on all of us right now. I think I'm Everyone just, put tape yeah. over your webcams yeah. and review the New Flesh yeah. podcast. Go ahead and review. Give me four stars and and in your best. Note I have a girlfriend. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. Remember, Soden? Half this movie is about how I have a girlfriend. I ha- I've had sex with women in Russia, and I have not <laughs> paid for it. I promise. I'm not saying I haven't paid for it, but I'm saying that it's had happened a few times. I have these glasses. They're pretty <laughs> cool. So why don't you guys go ahead and review the podcast? Thanks for listening. I'm Edward Snowden. That's hashtag Snowden. At Snowden on Twitter. At Snowden on Twitter. That's known on Twitter. Uh, follow my girlfriend. I don't remember her handle, but she's on Instagram and there's really dumb pictures of me on it. You she's should look at she's it. She's really cool. Okay. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye.